Welcome to It's Anybody Listening to Me podcast with Azar in the Meat. And our sidekick has finally been able to join us. Sidekick! So <laughs> <laughs> I, I like third to call man him is... our young Padawan. <laughs> yes. Our third man is here. So uh, we're, we're going to stick with our original name, but, uh, you know, we, we, it's still a good talk. It's a good talk. It's all that matters here. <laughs> uh, today we're going to cover a little bit. Uh, Big Meat's going to share some delicious cocktail that he had at a very uh, fancy little restaurant. Uh, Jarvis is going to give us a poor man's way to add flavor to your whiskey. And then we're going to dive into what we talked about a little bit of Spider-Man, Boba. And uh, we have to talk about Belichick and yet another scandal. And we're going to wrap it up for those that love the Royal Rumble. Big Meat is going to go do his victory tour. So let me first welcome my partner in crime, Big Meat. How's it going, Big Meat? It's going well. I'm glad we were able to get a uh, podcast here together on a on a wintry night on a wintry friday night for all of our fans and i'm so happy to see our third man and back in jarvis this is that's what makes me excited about this podcast here because it's been it's been like what like eight months Months. since since we we last heard from you months definitely last year definitely and he's not angry jarvis he's very jolly jovial (laughs) jovial (laughs) do you know why azar this should be good. Yes, why? It's opening ceremonies night. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's right. Aza, did you even mention that in your opening? Uh, I, I tried to see if I could slip. I, I wanted to see if I could slide through without having to bring it up, and maybe we'll forget about it. But uh, Vito Jarvis is dying. You know, it's a it, he made a special effort just so he can talk about opening night of the Olympics. So, yep. anyways, um, all right, big me. Why don't we get started? Why don't you start first? I know you said you got a you had a delicious cocktail at a. Uh, I, I just <laughs> yes, I want to laugh because yes. he went yes. to an all you can eat type of uh, <laughs> meat. No, pack. listen, listen. This, this is for for anybody who's who's never been to to a good Brazilian steakhouse, right? Because some of them are like, yeah, they're like some of the meat just doesn't look that good. But this place had really great meat. Uh, speaking of meat, meat went to go get some meat. That's what, uh, that's, that's the, they have some great meat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Is it called rotisserie de Keith? <laughs> you're you're uh, glad to have you back. James. Mm. Um, it is a place, uh, in Burlington. I made the mistake earlier before the podcast of saying that it was in Salem, but it's not, it's in Burlington. It's called uh, Fogo de Chao. And there are some all over the place. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Jarvis loves it when I pronounce uh, fancy names like that. Yeah. But but it's not so much the the steakhouse itself. It's more about the drink that I ordered. And and as you guys know, I love my my whiskeys. I'm like a, I'm like a little old man ordering his Manhattans and his old fashions, which you know I don't care. I still like them and I'll drink them anyway. And they have old fashions on the menu. And there's one uh, that they serve. I forget the name of it. I was trying to find it up, uh, find it online, but they basically just serve it. Uh, they use whistle pig, uh, not whistling pig, as Asia likes God. to call it. Whistle Stop pig, it. <laughs> whiskey, uh, pretty good. A little bit high end whiskey in there. Um, I forget exactly what else they put in there. Some type of flavoring. I think we talked about that a couple. A uh, couple of podcasts ago, Azar, with the syrup, the type of syrup that they put, the kind of give it give it that extra flavor bitters what was, no, no it no. wasn't bitters it was like some kind of syrup that like a smoke was... like a smoked syrup like a 
this was like a smoked pecan maple like yeah. the one that I was talking about. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It gives it yeah. a, a little bit of a sweetness, I think, right? Gives yeah, it yeah, yeah. Just a little just a little touch just to put a little bit so it's not, you know, burning as you're, as you're drinking it or it's it just gives it a little bit of that extra flavor. So yeah. Yeah, this just proves that Jarvis doesn't listen to our podcast when he's not on it because he would yeah. he would know <laughs> what we were talking about. Uh, but what That's was great funny. about it is that they served it with a caramelized uh, piece of pineapple, like this big piece of pineapple that they stick like right on top. And and like and the guy was just like he served it and he was just like, all right, and he was trying to explain to me like how to drink it. And I'm like, I don't know how to drink whiskey. But he's like, oh, you could, you know, eat the pineapple the way it is. You could, you know, stick it in your drink. You could like, you know, you could stir it. You could leave it in there and let it soak. But whatever it was, it was just the drink was phenomenal. And the, and the, and the pineapple was just like the icing on the cake. What year whistle pig did they use? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we went a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually, it was called a caramelized pineapple old fashioned. You literally yes. described the name of the drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Caramelized pineapple old fashioned. Whistle pig, piggyback, 100% rye, muddled rye. caramelized pineapple, orange, luxardo cherry. Yes. Ooh, very $14 fancy. a drink. 340 yeah. calories. So, what year is the whistle pig? Did it say? It says it whistle say. pig, piggyback, 100%. Oh, stand by. Keep talking. Okay. That, right. I'm, I'm reading the same thing, Jarvis. So, whistle pig, piggyback, 100% rye. So is that 10? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Stand by. Keep talking. I'll tell you. No, it's six. Piggyback is six years. Six years. Okay. Cheap, cheap shit. <laughs> oh, oh, Javis. Like, uh. you gotta, <laughs> well, he's, drinking uh, the, he's drinking the high end stuff right now. Let's which wait, is it? Which, what he's drinking. Wait, wait, wait. This is a perfect segue. So how are you enhancing <laughs> your whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is perfect. Well, I am drinking Angel's Envy bourbon, which meets all of the American standard requirements for classifying a bourbon, whereas Whistle Pig, distilled in Vermont, does not. That's why it's called a rye. However, if you would like to taste a fantastic bourbon, but like, like myself, I haven't drank in, actually, this is probably the first drink all month, even though it's February, I meant January. I happen to be snacking on some M&Ms prior to my first sip. And this M&Ms had like, it was a variety bag. So it had regular M&Ms, peanut M&Ms, peanut butter M&Ms in it. So I had like a handful of this delicious variety of M&Ms. And I had snacked on just about all three variety. And, and I took my first sip and it was as glorious as the first time I had screwball whiskey. It was... Oh mind-blowingly good i i just that's it mm. if you are, are somebody who does not like whiskey and you listen to this podcast and you think god scotch whiskey i can't drink that shit straight i gotta mix it with jack daniels and ginger ale or jameson and ginger ale whatever that swill you drink there john is but if you just snack on a couple m&ms Change your whole life. Drink any, it can be Jack. I don't care what it is. You snack on some of that M&M, peanut butter M&Ms, peanut M&Ms, and drink a sip of the whiskey or the bourbon. Oh, man. It is an experience to be had. You know, now, you're, I, I, now you're starting to sound like fathead when you're, when you're, you're describing <laughs> your drinks. And I, you know what? I, was just, I, was, I was thinking the people who listen to the podcast must be like, man, I missed 
the attention to detail Jarvis gives when he talks about any subject. He goes, <laughs> let me talk about five minutes about the M&M bag itself in the mixed selection. Well, folks, you just heard what makes someone happy in Middle Earth. You just buy yourself a cheap bag of M&Ms, buy, any, <laughs> buy a whiskey or a bourbon. It's got to be the variety, town. though, because you need the peanut, the peanut butter, and the regular M&Ms. <laughs> that was what a surprise. I thought I was All just right, getting well, a handful of peanut M&Ms. If there, if there was ever a reason to start up a rescue mission to rescue Jarvis out of Middle Earth and get him into back to society, he just made the case. It's time to get Bilbo out. Bilbo needs to get out. He needs to go on an adventure. All right. the cave. <laughs> Whiskey and his M&Ms. Oh, boy. Do we hit a low point out there? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Big Meat. You and I have been... It, uh, just, just quick, quick point here, uh, Jarvis. If if you ever happen to to come over and and have some drinks, I will make sure to have a bowl of M and M's ready for you <laughs> to serve. I know now what you like. That's I'll have it. a bowl of M and M's. You know, if you really want to go, I, I'm. What I've done now is is piqued my interest. I'm going to have a peanut butter cup, a Reese's peanut butter cup, because that's that's the go to number one all time candy for me. We should do a podcast on that. What's your favorite candy of all time? Oh, that's the raccoons recommending. Every time he said, "What do we look at our topics?" We talk about candy. Uh, like, no, okay. Well, let me put an end to it. It's a Reese's peanut butter cup, and so <laughs> and that and that's why the raccoon has only been on the podcast once, one time only. That's what he wants to talk about candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm wondering if, if we had um, if we had R three on the podcast, would he talk about dipping a donut before uh, taking a bite of a glaze before he takes a sip of? Oh, see, I think we're onto something here. We really could be. <laughs> Onto something. I mean, oh, you might have just yeah, opened up a genre of of way yeah. to drink in the morning. After, I mean, this is unbelievable. I think we're onto something here. There's there's some there's some substance substance to be had in this topic. Yeah, heart disease. That's what we are. In substance. <laughs> we're having candy and peanuts and uh, peanut M and M's and uh, glazed donuts with your whiskey is, you know, that's just asking for a fat man's burden right there. It, it's it's uh, funny how we like you know you're. You know, when you're younger, you're just drinking beer and beer, beer, and you're like, oh, you feel bloated. So you're like, no, no, I think I'm going to drink. I'm going to go to whiskey. But now you're, now you're eating handfuls <laughs> of M&M's <laughs> as you're washing down the M&M's with the whiskey. Oh, my God. That You know what? Yep. I want to see. I would pay Mrs. Jarvis to take a picture of Jarvis passed out on the couch from drinking too much whiskey and eating an entire bag of M&M's. Like just sitting there with his hand in a bag and just out cold. I, can't that would think be a of a more, I cannot think of a more glorious ending. To that. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's you gluttony kidding? right there. That's gluttony oh, right there. Oh, that's man. happiness. Not gl- That's happiness right oh, there. That, How do that, you just described it? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I know this is a little tangent. I, I thought it was a joke when I sent the picture that McDonald's is doing this hack where you can get a Big Mac filet fish and a chicken sandwich all in one sandwich. Then I drove by. I took my kids to McDonald's the other day. It was a legitimate, heart disease. It's a legitimate menu option. You can order the menu hack. It's called, it's like, and, and I, I didn't ask how much it cost, but who's going to eat a filet fish other than our three, who's going to eat a filet fish between a, a Big Mac sandwich and in there is also a chicken sandwich. It just seems well. The raccoon, that combination. The raccoon would be a nomination if he was allowed to eat that, like anything. But he's yeah. not, so he he just dreams of those. That's actually a reoccurring dream for him. 
I would say Wardos would be a candidate to put one of those down. I'm surprised no one has in the group. I'm actually disappointed. I might actually do it just to say. Like, I believe that you'd be surprised. Wardos would have it. I wouldn't like the the mix of of all three. I mean, I'll have I'll have either a Big Mac or or a filet fish or yeah. even the chicken sandwich, but not all three all together. That's a little much. That's pushing it, it seems, even for me. I, I think the filet fish is the deal breaker, just because fish and tartar sauce. Yeah, between yeah, a Big yeah, Mac you, just seems yeah. a little gross. But <clears throat> right, right. But someone's yeah. gonna try it. We I, we need the review. Like we're saying, it's gross, but someone's got to do it. Like we have enough fat bastards in our group. So I, I don't know. So, you know, maybe we should just buy one and drop it off in front of our three and say, let us know what it tastes like. <laughs> he's, he, I, he, he's probably already tried it. We could we could just text him right now and ask yeah. him and he will yeah. tell us he's probably yeah. tried it before. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I actually it, thought that was a joke, too. And you did send it out. I was like, oh, that's funny. But it's 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 now it's even funnier that, that, that there's actually a sandwich. It's a legit sandwich that you can order. Yeah, That's you can crazy. get a sandwich with chicken nuggets mixed into it now too. It, it's weird. It's just they're they're called menu hacks, and uh, that yeah. one I think is called the Earth, Land, and Sea. I mean, Land, yeah. Sea, and Air, right? I think that's yeah, what yeah. that one's called. Right. Oh, right. Man. The chickens can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> well, for a little while. Well, <laughs> for short periods of time. I think. I think it's, I think, a, it's more of a hover. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle uh, float. <laughs> I, I think McDonald's is revealing that they don't really use chicken and they're, <laughs> they're using something. Uh, <laughs> it's crow. It's like, yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> and they're just calling it chicken. Yeah. It's pigeon. Yeah. Do you notice there's not a lot of pigeons around anymore? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyways. That, that is true, actually. Now that you bring an interesting point, Jarvis, where have all the pigeons gone? Let's do a whole segment just they, on that. They used to where be are all the pigeons. You could go downtown Lowell and see flocks of pigeons. I haven't seen a pigeon in like three years. Well, you know, oh, what? you know what? I, I I did actually see a bunch of pigeons in in Boston. They do fly around by the uh, the train station inside the the garden. The TD Garden, they get all trapped in there. They're all just kind of walking around and flying around in there. So that that's one area. If you want to go see a okay. pigeon, because you miss them, Jarvis, go, go to the garden. So you take know, the train I mean, in. Secretly, right. McDonald's has been swooping in, taking all the pigeons. Yeah, that, that doesn't explain the Lowell situation. I think the Lowell There's no pigeons in Lowell. Would you tell yeah. me the last time you saw a pigeon in Lowell? They're probably in that egg roll place that John goes to. Oh, the Fung, <laughs> fung Chow? No, no, that's the that's the egg roll cafe. The egg egg roll cafe. It's good stuff. How many egg roll fl- uh, like that's a lot of that's a lot of chicken or pigeons. <laughs> pigeon. Well, all right. All right. Jarvis has already taken us off the rails. All right. It's not me. <laughs> Big meat. Let's dive into Spider-Man super quick. Oh, Thoughts here's where Jarvis movie. is gonna Jarvis is gonna tune out here. Uh, thank you know, God. He's right. already muted. Mr. Gold, Silver, and Bronze. Mr. Mr. China Olympics here. All right, Big Me, give me, give me the quick rundown. What's what's your thoughts on Spider Man, yeah. the third Spider Man? Love it, hate yeah. it. I, I I I liked it. I I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. I don't think it it was. You know, a lot of people. Why is Jarvis like? giggling he gets he's getting the tomato faces coming back i don't know what's going on did i say something funny you yeah, did you, you just did. had an m&m <laughs> how, how did you like the third spider-man like it love it hate it 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I said I liked it, but I did love it. I, didn't I can't love wait till we play it back. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jarvis. You know what? What is? Hopefully, we go another five podcasts without uh, without Jarvis as our third man in derailing our, our podcast every time. No, I do. I did like it. Um, it people are calling it the best uh, Marvel movie that they've ever seen. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go that far. I think the reason why it it is such a big success, and I think they're only. I think I read something today. They're very close to catching Avatar as and becoming the third highest grossing movie in in the u.s which would mean tom holland would end up being in two of the top three highest grossing movies in 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 the u.s of all time with avengers endgame is second and i think first is star wars uh force awakens <clears throat> in the u.s not globally um globally has another kind of uh, a list but force awakens is number one in the u.s yeah of all time for for Domestically, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think globally. That's because um, nobody knew what they were in store for at that time. It was just really exciting. We were getting another Star Wars, but nobody knew. Yeah, nobody knew yeah. yet. Yeah, that's why. That's why the the second and third one are nowhere near that list after yeah. the the Force Awake. No, no, they're they're no, they're not. They're not. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I forget which the the global one is. I want to say it's um, I want to say it's Endgame or it's. Uh, Avenger, I think it might be Endgame uh, globally, but anyway, um, but yeah, I think the the big the reason why it's this big is because of that that because of of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Garfield coming back to play those Spider Mans. Like those were especially the one with Tobey Maguire when that first Spider Man came out, that launched like another like whole uh, uh, generation of of superhero. Uh, super like comic book uh, movies. I know X-Men was kind of maybe the first one that kind of kicked it off. But when Spider-Man came out, everybody loved it. And then the second one came out and that was even, some people were saying it was better than the first. So I think a lot of, I think that that's the excitement that people are, are seeing with this one, that they finally kind of brought those, brought those characters uh, into, into this one. Plus the old villains and the villains had like a big part to do with it as well. But I think I, I might have mentioned this to you before, Azar. If if you took those same characters, not the actors that played them, like you didn't bring back Tobey Maguire, you didn't bring back Garfield, you didn't bring back the guys that, that play the villains. Who's the guy that plays the, the Green Goblin? Uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem yeah. Dafoe. Like if you didn't bring him back, and he was fantastic in that role, and it was just some other actors playing those parts, would it have been as good? I don't think it would have. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not the story. It's not the, it's not like the movie itself. It's the, it's those actors coming back and playing an integral role. I think that's called what made nostalgia. It so nostalgia is the word you're looking for. Nostalgia. Yeah. But nostalgia is more about, um, yeah, I guess you could say, and I, I mean, when I think of nostalgia, I'm thinking more like eighties and nineties. Star Wars, Star Wars is like nostalgia. You, you're watching to see things from your past, from your youth and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know. You're watching the Spider-Man scene. I mean, Toy Andrew Wire. Garfield last was in a movie in 2012. I mean, it was less than 10 uh, years ago. This so, there's not a time difference. There's not a time stamp. No, on the I, I, yeah. I mean, it's you watching can, something sure. current, looking for something of the past, you know, based on something in the past. Yeah. 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 But I, that's, that's, that's kind of my take on it. So I thought it was a good movie. It was in my top five in 2021. Uh, so I did really like it. I just didn't, I wouldn't put it as like the best Marvel movie ever. 
which a lot of people are saying. Yeah, and I don't, and I'm with you. I liked it, but I didn't think it was the best movie. Like, I didn't even think it was the best Spider-Man movie. I still go back and like the original Spider-Man. I don't, I don't know how anybody could say the second Spider-Man was good, but the first you, you're Spider-Man. Talking about, you're talking about with Tobey Maguire, the second one with. Um, no, no, no. Doc I'm talking Hawk. about. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about. Not that I'm talking about from Tom. Oh, Hall. oh, like, the, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one better too. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I thought that was Spider-Man. a better. And I think Michael yep. Keaton was one of the best. Like when you think of Tobey Maguire, William Defoe, and then um, even Doc, um, Doctor Octopus. Uh, what's his name? I forget the guy that played his character in the Tobey Maguire franchise. Those are good. Those were two good movies, but from the I'm talking about the most modern Spider-Man. Alfred, Alfred um, Molina, Molina, yeah. Alfred yeah. Molina. I, I mean, they added to the third movie, but I thought the story was very choppy. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't think there was a good. Did you find it had a good flow? I felt like no. things were being thrown in and it was being rushed. It didn't make sense with Doctor Strange. Um, like what? What? What was his? Um, yeah, yeah. Role in it, it because yeah. he he fractured the time, but he like and then um, Wong. That was, was rushed. That was rushed. Yeah, like, I like it didn't like make it sense. Was, yeah, like and that's what I hate when you start doing these type of things. It gets a little confusing, and then like you got this whole arc where he wants to save everybody. Like I, I, I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Like, like mm. this is such a convoluted story. Yeah, I just thought it had more opportunity. You had all these great actors in it. And the best part about it was the Goblin. Green Goblin was William Defoe. Like, he was the best part because his villain, like, he was normal. Then he'd go back to the Green Goblin. Yeah. And then he'd go, like, like he He did, was meant to play that role. Yeah, he did such a great job. And I thought, I thought he did such a great, like, he made the villain in that movie. But everybody else was kind of weird in it. Like, um, yeah. like uh, what's his name? Um, the guy that was the sand guy. I couldn't figure out. Like, one minute he's... He wants to be normal, and then all of a sudden he's against Spider. I'm like, I don't get it. Like a few yeah. minutes ago, you were all you were on board, getting help, yeah. and now you're like you're an enemy, and like yeah, it, yeah. It was just and he had story. he had no he had no motive to to go against him. Like he was he was just kind of going along with what the Green yeah. Goblin was doing, and it's like okay, it's like there was no motive there. I, I don't, it just didn't seem it didn't really make a lot of sense there. And I yeah. thought um, Jamie Fox like. I liked this version of, of Electro than the the blue version that he played in in the in the, the one with Andrew Garfield. But even he was kind of like, like you didn't really understand what he was trying to do. Like I, I, it just he seemed like an odd. He played an odd character for for what he was trying to accomplish as as the villain of of the of the movie. You yeah. know, like I said earlier, it's just like they just brought everybody back together again. And that's what made it big. And that's it. Didn't matter what they said. It didn't matter what they did. It was just you had them all together on the same screen, and that's what got everybody excited. Yeah, and at the end of the day, everybody was memory of Peter Parker is wiped out. So now, yeah, why why couldn't they do that with Thanos? Like when Thanos came, like why couldn't Doctor Strange just have that spell to make Thanos like forget who he is, or or it's just like you know you had that in your back pocket and you didn't want to like run that spell then like now you do it some yeah. of these things some of the there's some plot holes there that yeah. don't make a lot of sense yeah and i and again like you walk away from that and i'm like all right so where are we going from here so he doesn't have like now he's going to be back to this i don't have anybody i'm this lonely like like why why are we starting over why are we like why do you guys tear him up down and wipe up 
So I don't know. It, it just maybe with the Doctor Strange movie, maybe it will somehow tie everything together. I just thought it was really bizarre. Um, but again, it was exciting to see those characters come back. But I just thought that, again, the movie was so choppy. I don't know how anybody could say it was the best movie of all time for Marvel. I can, I'd rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy and sit through that. That's still one of my yeah. favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Black first Panther Avengers. Yeah, the first Avengers, the Black Panthers. Uh, the Black Panther movie was still is like up there for me. I, I, to me, I'm like, man, I could think of a few movies that I actually liked better than. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, even- Honestly, I might even say Shang-Chi. Like I, I really liked that movie. Like I, I thought me, and I know that came out in 2020 and that didn't, but at the end of it, when I, when I made my top five list, Spider-Man still was like a, like a, a smidge above that, but yeah. Shang-Chi wasn't that far behind. Yeah. For, yeah. for a, a character that's, that's lesser known. Like nobody knew who that guy was before that movie came out. Yeah. I just think the story was better in Shang-Chi. Like it was, yeah, it was more complete. It flowed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think they were trying to do too much with too many characters. And, you know, I wonder if that's just a problem. Maybe, like, the only movie in Marvel, I got to give them credit. Like, they made Avenger movies flow with all those characters in it. They still flowed well. There's not too many movies, like, if you think of Justice League and other movies when you try to bring in a lot of characters, that they can actually keep the story going forward without getting too confusing and convoluted. Avengers is probably one of the only movies that come to mind because even like the newer star wars they had all these character things going on the story just got so confusing and bad like like when you think of the new star wars movie which will lead us to the boba fett story that's kind of my segue to boba fett right now is like speaking of confusing but (laughs) anyways uh any other closing thoughts on spider-man i mean good movie but not the greatest of all time i would i disagree yeah, yeah, I, my I would say my closing thought on it, and because you brought those character, those actors back to play those parts, I actually went back and actually watched some of those movies, and I remember Toby the Toby Maguire movies were were like the standard for for comic book uh, superhero movies, right? And then Andrew Garfield came out, and I didn't like him when I first saw those movies. I was like, I didn't like him as the actor. I didn't like how he played Spider Man. I didn't like the movies. But now looking back, watching them again, they were better. I thought the Andrew Garfield ones, like it, 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 it made me change my mind on how good those movies were compared to the Tobey Maguire movies. Those Andrew Garfield movies were actually pretty good. If you haven't seen them, like since they first came out, Azar, like t- take a night and, and watch, watch them, especially the second one. I know the Electro character wasn't good in it, but in terms of just the action, you know, and, and the story, it was great. It was so good. It was so well yeah. done. It, it's funny because if you talk to my son, who's a big Spider-Man junkie, he's like obsessed with them. He's he, that, that was hands down. He said the Garfield movies, the action, the sequence, like the movies, yeah. the music, are, everything, like yeah. everything about it was just it was high adrenaline. It was yeah, just he, yeah. he's disappointed they didn't make a third. He goes, if they yeah. made a third. They would have killed it with that third one, and that's and that's that's the rumor. That's the rumor that they are making a third with Andrew Garfield in that role again. So they're going to try to finish that whole trilogy. So there was such a huge support of him and Tommy. We're going to talk about having a Spider-Man four with Tobey Maguire. So like Sony could actually do this and make those movies because they're in another whatever you want to call it universe dimension. And they could keep it separate from the Marvel universe. They could, they could, they could do it. They can make yeah. those movies now, and they'll be successful. People will watch them. 
Yeah. And you know what? So. From my understanding is the contract between Sony and Disney is that did he and then maybe it was you that was telling me this, they can interchange some of their lead they have an agreement yeah. where some of their guys can cameo is they don't they can't be part of the same story but they can bring guys into cameo into some of the other movies or some of the parts of the franchise right isn't there some type of weird agreement that they have I, yeah i i think it's only if spider-man is is involved i think if it's kind of a mutual movie t- together i don't think you're gonna see like a spider-man villain appear in like um well, that's like why Doctor Strange movie or anything like I that. That's I how Venom, why Venom was in. Like, there is some agreement where you can bring, like, if they wanted to bring Spider-Man in to do a cameo into a Venom movie or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think that I think it's as long as it's part of that Spider-Man franchise, they can move right. some characters around. Yeah, it's all part of the contract. I think they they signed a contract for for Tom Holland to play in three more Spider-Man movies. And and or play that role in three more movies. It could be an Avengers movie. It could be something. It could be him being a a side character to another movie. Then you can kind of bring in some of those other villain characters because those are still owned by Sony. Yeah. But it's not like Marvel can just do whatever they want and just say, "Hey, I'm just going to put you know, bring the bring Doc Ock back and and be a villain for whoever." I don't think I don't think there. I don't think Sony is going to agree to that. No, no. I yeah. I, I I'm thinking more of like the lead characters of 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 um with like more of like Tom Holland bouncing in and out. Um, or yeah. if they're going to bring maybe Tobey Maguire back in, like maybe there is another. But who knows? Anyway, they did. They did. There is a rumor in Doctor Strange. They did say Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield could make an appearance. Okay. They actually said. I don't know if you heard the the rumors for Doctor Strange. It's ridiculous, and and it's only rumors right now. But they're talking like there's an endless list of these characters that they're going to bring in from X-Men. They're going to bring in like they like Hugh, there's rumors that Hugh Jackman's going to appear as Wolverine. Um, there's like it's like endless. It's like crazy. The Fantastic Four, like both both char- actors, sets of actors that played in, in both the Fantastic Four movies. Um, I think I might have told you this before. And you and, and, and we both were in agreement. We said. When Loki came out and you have all these variants, I said, hey, this opens the door for some other actor to come in and play like Iron Man. And you're yeah. like, well, I hope they don't do that because Robert Downey Jr., like he was so good at it. I wouldn't want somebody else coming in and playing that role. And I said, I agree, but it, but they could do it. There is a rumor going around that in, Doc, that Tom in Doctor Strange, that Tom Cruise is yeah. going to come in and be the variant yeah, yeah, yeah. because he was the original actor they wanted to play Iron Man. Yeah, and they, like for whatever reason, they it didn't work out, and they ended up with Robert Downey Jr. So, which was the best decision they ever made? Uh, oh yeah. My, my yeah. son's my son has been telling me about this rumor for like over and over. I had to tell him like, I hope not. Stop talking about it. Like, I hope that <laughs> I, I don't want. <laughs> but it's to not see... like I don't think he's gonna come in and have like this big role. I think he, he might just be like a little cameo, like that he comes in because Doctor Strange visits that universe or whatever. And, like yeah. that would be kind of like a funny thing, like you know what I mean. But I wouldn't want Tom Cruise to be like the next Iron Man in the Avengers. Oh. Like that would be awful. Yeah, oh. that's it's like Mark be... Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, you know, Nicolas Cage did play. Um, who was the Who was the hell? The Ghost Rider. Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Yes, yes, Ghost yeah. Rider. So you know, single handedly, single handedly destroyed that character. <laughs> Badass character, and he found a way yeah. to destroy that. This stupid yeah. flaming head, you idiot. Um, <laughs> flaming head. <laughs> anyways, um, 
All right. Well, you know, it should be interesting. I actually am so excited about Doctor Strange. That that one fascinates me because I think that's just going to open up so many doors with that whole multiverse thing that I would love to see if they're going to bring back the X-Men and like you're saying, Fantastic Four. Um, I wonder if they'll bring back. Uh, anyways, we're going to go on a tangent because I'm curious, will they do this with all the other, will they bring back a lot of these old characters to play some of the. I think so. Yeah. Like Jessica Alba, yeah. would she come back on? Oh, hell yeah. Now you're talking. You know what I mean? Like, would, they, would she be a guest? Um, Pete Jarvis's interest there. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Four was great. I actually liked him. I don't know why people had. They were I did like him them. too. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's an odd movie where there's not a lot of love for it, but I thought they were pretty good. I thought Michael Chiklis says the thing was, awesome. that he did a good job with it. So Those anyway. are some of my favorite movies. Yeah. I watched well, all they, Well, yeah. And they said, like, like uh, Chris Evans played the Human Torch. Yeah. yeah, in those movies. So like there, there was even a rumor saying like, oh, it'd be great if he popped through like one of those portals in the next movie, and they're like, hey, it's Captain America, and it's like, no, it's like, no, I'm the Human Torch. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. like I, I see something like that happening as kind of like he a, was great a, a as the bit. Human Torch. I yeah. thought he was great. I was but bummed he, when he was Captain America too. Ruined yeah. it because then they could never bring him back as the well until now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, thought was, be- I thought the Fantastic Four was great. Yeah. But what's the term? I think it's called the doppelganger. Like if you're from another universe, but you're the same. You the look doppelganger is a real character. He, that's an actual villain. That's really? A, yeah. Doppelganger is definitely. It, in yeah. Well, it could be, but it is. But Azar's right. No, it he's is a the, person. It is, but it is a term that they use. To, doppelganger as like is like your, your twin. And yeah, like, yeah. like your doppelganger in San Francisco is a person who looks just like you yeah. and has no yeah, relationship. Yeah. Which, which, which I know doppelganger, it's such a funny, funny name, funny word, doppelganger. He, um, I know with the movies villain. that we're watching with Spider-Man. Marvel. He's a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, but it's a term is, is what Azar is saying. It's a term to describe people who are. But we're talking like, about Marvel. To you. So it was a homonym. <laughs> a homonym. <laughs> Have another, have another, go back and have an Eminem. <laughs> uh, all right, Pigmy, let, let's just let's move on because let's get Jarvis back into the conversation. Well, let, me, let me just well, just one last one last point to that okay. is because because I think with what's going on with Marvel now and everyone's all excited about the multiverse and everything is going on. If you remember, Azar, if you when you you watched the Flash when it was on on uh, TV, it still is on. It still is on. Uh, um, network television. I don't, I don't watch it anymore, but they've already gone through this. Like the DC shows that were on, on oh, television, yeah. like with the flash, like they've gone through all this before. Like they've done the multiverse. They've brought in, they brought in the guy who plays the flash in the movies and they brought him into the flash show as, as like a doppelganger, like, like into his, so all these ideas that Marvel is coming up with now, DC has already done it from a television show standpoint. Yeah, you know, we've seen and, all this. And some of those, in in for a creativity in a show perspective, or, or, or what's the name of the guy? Is it Green Arrow? Was that the name of the? Yeah, yeah. right. <clears throat> so when they had their multiverse, uh, not multiverse, but when they brought in these multi-episode um, ca- or characters into this episode, and they would jump from series to series. So yeah. it wasn't like they were jumping in only to benefit the Flash series. Like the Flash would all of a sudden continue the story. Yes. Oh, in the Green Arrow show, and then it was actually kind of like crap. You yeah, watch yeah. all the shows, right? Because right. they're they they're all tied in. 
with each other, which I thought was pretty cool. Cause now you're just, yeah. um, it's almost like what Netflix did with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. They're their own shows, mm. but then they had the characters jumping in mm-hmm. and out of each one's franchise. So you, you you were tied into the entire franchise. So yeah, I think which, Marvel, which Marvel is now trying to copy from a movie perspective, not a yeah. show perspective. Yeah. 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 Those shows, I mean, they did a good job with it, but it's, it was low budget because it was on, um, uh, WB. It was the WB network, right? It was kind of low but, budget, but... But, again, WB could do it over a series of episodes, right? You had a broader time to make the story develop. Right. I think it's going to be a lot harder to do it in a movie, because you're like, oh, we only have two and a half hours? I think yeah. that's where the stories get choppy, because we're like, well, we have a lot of things we got to explain as we're well, bringing this is where in. this is where Disney Plus comes in, though. Like, they, they, they got to do Disney Pluses. I mean, they did it with Loki, right? I mean, that's kind of how they built up how the multiverse kind of appeared right so they're starting to do it with the disney plus series which True. by the way you you mentioned the 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 netflix shows daredevil popping up in spider-man was yeah. kind of like a great thing to open up the door for those characters now to be introduced back into the the marvel world yeah. which i i like i i I really like the Netflix franchise and I really thought they did a great job with them. Cause I think they were like, I, we talked about, they're more adult and hopefully Disney will keep that dark, the darkness yeah. about them in their, in their, uh... but you know, it's funny. Cause I think even with some of the Disney plus they, they are a little bit more mature than I thought. Sometimes they get a little graphic. Um, I thought, um, I, I thought Hawkeye, there was some scenes that I was like, Oh, that's pretty dark for like people getting killed and stuff like that. But, Anyways, um, speaking of Disney Plus, good segue, Big Meat. Boba Fett. We talked about it last week. We were a little confused because the last episode of Boba Fett wasn't about Boba Fett. It was basically a Mandalorian episode. So this is kind of segueing to what you were talking about. We're, we're having characters bleed in from different shows now jumping in. But they never took over the whole show. Like it's, I've never seen yeah. it where you bring in a guest guy and it becomes that person's episode. Yeah. And you actually yeah. kick out the main character <laughs> that we're talking about. So I was like, all right, that's a little unique. All right, that's creative. Disney Plus seems to do some creative things. Like I thought WandaVision was very creative and Loki's creative. But the following week, it was it was another Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba it Fett is bizarre. It's really strange. Yeah. And it yeah. was it was a fascinating episode because it was a lot of a lot of things there. Yeah. A lot of yeah. lot of stuff to get you excited if you're a Disney if you are a, a diehard Disney fan. There was a I mean Star Wars fan. There was a lot of great stuff in that episode for you Star Wars fans. But it just didn't make sense why is Boba Fett gone? What happened to Boba Fett? <laughs> did, he, did he get It really he, is like weird. he hasn't had a line in two but, episodes. Yeah. But I got to say this though. I've liked the episodes and I'm like and people won't complain because they love the Mandalorian so much that they're like you know what? I don't oh, care. Like, no, I'm, I'm this is like this. Yeah, this is like yeah. a Mandalorian episode. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, yeah. Even Twice. though it doesn't make any sense at all, no. it doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's like you could have saved these two episodes for the beginning of like the next Mandalorian the series. Actual series. Mandalorian. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Like, I, oh. hey, if you wanted to make Boba Fett into a five a five episode season as opposed to a seven episode season, that's fine. Do that. No, they could have made it a two episode season. Episode one, the Tusken Raiders. Episode two. Everything else, because yeah. nothing else <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, 
okay. We, like I'm not three episodes like, on his time with the Tuscan Raiders. Three yeah. episodes to that frolicking peyote fest in the desert. Yeah. And yeah. two episodes that, of the Mandalorian. But I like like some of the scenes were great. Like the action scene when they were chasing down the train. Like that was a great. Scene, that was episode three. Scene. It took him three weeks <laughs> to have a good action scene. Three well, forget about the most feared bounty no, hunter no, in the galaxy. The first episode was great when he was coming out of the Sarlacc pit. Like that, like I that know, was I, a minute and a half. I know, but it was a scene. So, I'm saying it was a scene. I uh, like certain parts to it, but I agree. I'm not a big fan of the Boba Fett series. And then when Mandalorian came on the screen, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. They're gonna bring him in, and he's gonna meet Boba Fett." And it was like scene nope. after scene after scene. It was like, "Holy shit! This is like a whole Mandalorian episode." And, and they haven't like they met, but they were literally on screen for uh, maybe four seconds. Boba Fett didn't speak. <laughs> The other, the, well, this is the last one. Yeah, yeah the last, last one. one. The, one the girl, the, the his his uh, enforcer there. What's her name? Um, Fennec. Fennec. She laid out the plan, and he yeah. was like, and "I'll be back. Like, yeah. I'm going to he's the cowboy coffee. town. He's he's see you later. Like. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go park my Naboo starfighter in the desert and round up these cowboys who." Yeah. I do Ugh. think what you said, Jarvis, was like, I think the writers just kind of ran out of like, they just <laughs> ran out of steam and they're like, oh, this isn't working. Let's let's up the ratings. I'm like, let's bring, <laughs> let's bring in the Mandalorian. And that'll like get everyone, peaks everyone's interest back yeah. again. You honestly could not watch, like you could skip episodes one, two, three, and f- one, two, and three, turn on episode four and think you were just watching season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. That is like so. So here's yeah. my thing, right? Here's my take on the book of Boba Fett. I would have been all. I was all in on the Boba Fett story. I thought it was cool that like they went back to the Return of the Jedi scene, like it was the actual set with the, the Jabba's hut and all that, and they brought the Rancor back. Like, where's the Rancor? The Rancor could have been such a cooler part of this whole thing. Instead, he's just it's like. Do you remember in Episode Three, the guy was like, "In due time, well, like the Rancor is going to be some like turn on Boba Fett monster." I don't know. They were building something up to that, and they just left it there. Here's what I want to know. Why is Paprika a contraband in the Star Wars galaxy? They have lightsabers. They have light speed. <laughs> they have like their credits are like digital, like shit pops up in the palm of your hand. They can take a human body that's dead and put cyborg shit into it, and make it alive again. But yet I spice. think Fucking paprika I, is but I think the most has, valuable thing in the fucking galaxy. But I think what? this has something to do with the animated series. I didn't. I, I went back and Fine. watched. Explain like, it to me because it. no, wait. Look, that, I can't that, explain it because I didn't watch the whole. I didn't watch every episode. Wait. I, don't, I don't have that. It doesn't matter. You don't want, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go when you go back to years the years and years, go back to the original, not the original three, but the first three episodes, they talk about the illegal spice mining, the spice trade. Like there's always been this underlying spice trade. Like Han yeah. Solo was trading spice. Yeah. He was smuggling. Spice. Like, uh, okay, listen, I can buy into the fact that you guys are obsessed with paprika, but why, what does it do? Who wants it? How is it sold? What, what, like, where is the whole world? Like who's buying it? Why are they buying it? All I know is that it's, it's smuggled. I don't know who's mining it, although I think that was the whole Trade Federation thing with the the Clone Wars and the the whatever that that the episode two was in the first 
the not the original, but the first three. I think that had yeah, something the prequels. With, yeah, the prequels. I think that had something to do with the the planet that was illegally mining the spice with the Trade Federation. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah, but I think okay. you're reading. You're reading too much into the whole. Uh, how can I be? There. Because the whole war on Tatooine is over the Pike Syndicate running spice trade. But, you, but yeah, get, but listen, whatever it is. Forget, all, all listen, I thought it was awesome. Luke Sky, Mark Hamill just played Luke Skywalker. And the, the biggest takeaway is that they had age de-aging technology that made Mark Hamill look like he did in 1982. Yeah. That was awesome. It was, the, it it was good because it was him. It was actually Mark Hamill. It wasn't a lookalike. Well, they, actually, did it, they, they, they did yeah. it not not necessarily they 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 did have a body double in there they had some other guy playing yeah, his but they had facial but recognition cgi yeah, stuff right. that it was so that was they, really cool which which they didn't do in the mandalorian the last episode of Mandalorian. no they had that's a, why it looks a little bit different right so they've 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 improved it they've yeah, improved but, it but that's all great yeah. and dandy mike go back to boba fett he's about to take over job of the hut's territory there's this me- crooked mayor. The spice trade's coming through. We're building up this scene. Black chrysanthemum, like, ran yeah. off like a little bitch after he, <laughs> like, like, running into the desert, going what? nowhere. And then like, he popped back yeah. up drunk at a bar. Like, what? what is- <laughs> Give me something on this Wookiee. Let me see him rip someone's arms off that's not, yeah. like, like right. come on. What are we doing? All right, Jarvis. So, to explain the spice, the paprika, uh, based on the stuff, <laughs> the oregano. It's actually not really a spice. It's an element they use to make an illegal drug. It's Which, pot, is it's what? A- Which is what? Which is what? Tell me in any of the movies where this illegal drug has ever like manifested. Who's buying I it? Think, so, 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 so John's point. The clo- is it the blue the drink? No, it's in the cartoons. John it's is in right. the they, cartoons. Yeah. Is it? Go, okay. yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So the episode is if you want to watch it. Go watch, um, for those who are big into this, go into the Clone Wars series, the animated series. The, um, the episode is called The Lost One. Um, that's what the name of the episode is called, The Lost One. So yeah. you'll have to go and watch it. That's yeah. where they okay, go in and fair. explain. Um, it's the used spice? to make an illegal drug. So yeah, because the same, the same producers for these, like you got John Favreau so I, and you have Dave Filoni. Yeah. They've, they've. I don't know if John Farber was that involved with the animated series, but but Dave Filoni was. He was the main guy behind all those so animated I, series, so he's introducing yeah, all those characters. I get in. that. I get that. There's a lot of connection to the animated series, bringing in the animated series, which I actually like because it's a way to like thread the story together completely. But can you at least stay focused? Bubba Fett is supposed to go to this like gang. I like war. how you call him Bubba. Bubba. I, I, I pronounce Bubba. 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 Not Whatever. Bubba. Not Bubba. Listen, at least Bobby. I get all the letters right when I say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not calling him like Django or anything. So, as long as you don't have a judgy tone, Jarvis. That's fine. Don't, don't, Look don't at that judgy tone. Just, just give me some Bubba Fett action. That's all I want. I just yeah, want to. Uh, yeah. I just no, want a Bubba Fett action. Listen, two episodes listen. of The Mandalorian. Bubba Fett in the first three episodes has been this preachy loser. Like I would have. Who is this guy? Give me the action. Give me the original Bubba Fett. I want him to be a little mysterious. Keep the helmet on. Stop taking it off because I'm sick of that shit too. Like walk in, keep the helmet on, be a little mysterious, and kick yeah. someone's ass because come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think his character. It is a it is a weird situation because because I you know 
you want to watch this season and Boba Fett was a it was a not that he had a lot of screen time, but he's a very popular character in, yeah. in Star Wars, right? So when this series came out, everyone's like, all right, we want to see how he escaped that that pit and 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 what he's been doing like lately. And they want to see his character. And all of a sudden you throw in two episodes where he has five seconds of screen time. It's like it's not Boba Fett episodes. It's very bizarre, yeah. but people don't care. I don't think people care because mm. they love Mandalorian. They love Grogu. They love Luke Skywalker coming back and having a prominent um, uh, you know, screen time in this. I have, uh, have a hot take. They I'm, not obsessed. I'm not obsessed with Grogu. Not obsessed. I could really? see he's like, meh. Yeah. See, I yeah, but- I like the backstory of what they're what what's coming because when they had that flashback with the Order sixty six, and and they said he's remembering like we're gonna see maybe in this last episode of the series here, uh, or the season, that he's gonna have a flashback to something that's gonna answer like who he is or or he could be Yoda's son. Probably I mean, like, come on! Know, like, how many other green little yeah? I mean, it's, like it's gonna be it's gonna be revealed. That's gonna that's be the only reveal. way. That's the but, only way that makes it difficult for him to choose the lightsaber versus the chainmail. He's choosing the chainmail. Otherwise, they wouldn't have yeah. spent two episodes on the freaking Mandalorian. Yeah. And he's going right. back to the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, unless he remembers Yoda being his father. Then now he has deep rooted conflict in the choice. That's the only way that any of this is going to have ever mattered yeah. to me. And but then I, that's going to upset me even more because now we're going to this whole bloodline thing where anybody that has a kid that has the force is passing on the force. It's not Yoda's kid. There's no way because you, you, you're not supposed to be in a relationship to be a Jedi. That was one of the rules. You can't be connected to anybody. So Yoda, how, how did he have a kid? What if Yoda broke the rules? Now, oh, so the, oh. yeah. Anakin broke yeah, the rules. Like... Luke broke the rules. <laughs> Leia broke the rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Leia uh, ne- was never a Jedi, and Luke. No, Luke I didn't. Luke hey, didn't have a you, kid. What do you mean, Luke didn't have a kid? In the in the comics, Ben Solo is actually Luke and the other chick's kid, not Leia and Solo's kid. It's Skywalker. The whole yeah, but that's not canon, though. That's not that's not yeah, part. I of thought it was. I thought the Kylo Ren bullshit wasn't canon, and that it was actually Luke's kid was from canon. No, no, I, no. I Anybody? There's a million books out there that people write, and they just get the permission from Lucas to, but it's never like official that it's part of the. Oh, well, that's horseshit storyline. So yeah. I, I think what's going to be fascinating is who rescued Grogu from. Yeah. Order 66, right? Because he's getting these flashbacks. How did he lose his memory? He witnessed it. Something happened. Did but, someone, did another Jedi wipe his memory? No, did I think he's happen? just a two-year-old and two-year-olds don't remember shit. Yeah. See, I wonder, because like maybe, maybe Yoda survived it. Maybe Yoda is the one that wiped his memory. You know, who knows? Well, Yoda survived Order 66. That's what I mean. Yeah. So someone, someone saved him. So maybe he'll remember Yoda, but not as his father, but as someone who saved him and who was one of his teachers. And I think that's that will be an interesting to explain what happened to Yoda after Order 66. Maybe Yoda, maybe uh, Grogu got put in carbonite in that little bubble, and that's why he I, I would I would tell you, Azar, that nothing would make me happier if there was an episode down the road, maybe not this last episode, maybe next season, whatever. There's an Ahsoka series coming out, there's a Kenobi series coming out on Disney Plus. I, nothing would make me happier is if somehow, somehow they wiped out 
the last three movies <laughs> that came out and and like something happened with time tra- whatever i don't care just make up make something up that those never end up happening ever and then they go down a different path of of what happens with luke and leia and han solo and it's like I, I, if those three movies never existed nothing would make me happier so i amen think the, the problem is is that what i was telling jarvis the other night is they actually built the school, which is in the new movies. There was a school that Luke Skywalker started. Now, yeah. what's interesting is they're going to say, look, we, we can't get rid of these three, but maybe we can build the backstory where Luke built the school and where when he snapped and all that crap that ever happened before the new franchise. Or, But at the same time, it seems like they're breaking some of the, the trajectory because Ahsoka... Right? Is that how you pronounce her name? Ahsoka? Sure. Yeah, Ahsoka, yeah. yeah. You know, when, when, when you think of the new Star Wars after what happened, you think all the Jedis were wiped out, right? Because Obi, Obi-Wan was like, oh, we're the last. You know, like, there's no more Jedi. You're the only Jedi left, Luke. But now they're trying to tell you, no, there's still some Jedis out there. They survived this. So it's going to be like, I think the possibilities, they can start a whole new track and maybe make a whole new franchise of movies based on this storyline versus what we're seeing, what they did at this thing. So maybe they can scrap all that. So maybe they can do like the 30 years. So, so from the, the force awakens is 30 years after return of the Jedi. Maybe they can do a, like fill in those 30 years with better movies and just. Yeah. And they never, never really worry about getting to that point. Cause like the animated series has so many great storylines between like the battle of Mandalore. You have, they can make a lot of movies. Do you know what? I want to see the battle of, and and I I hate to say this because it's where Kylo Ren came from, but the Knights of Ren, which I know nothing about attacked Fortress Vader, which I know nothing about, but I thought it was pretty badass that Darth Vader has a castle somewhere Mm -hmm. in the galaxy. Like let's go down that road. Fuck it. So there's, there's a lot of possibilities. Again, I'm, I'm more interested in the short term who rescued Grogu. Because he's going to get his memory back to Jarvis's point. Mm. And is it going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi that saved him? Well, Yoda that saved him? The rescue of Grogu was before A New Hope, correct? Because Order 66 was at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. Was it the end of the... Yeah, it was the... Yeah, Revenge of the Third third prequel movie. Yeah, so yeah, the third prequel movie... Was Order 66. Was Order 66. The Empire finally takes control. And Obi-Wan goes into hiding, right? right? So the new hope, they take the kids, and that's the beginning, right? Uh, that's so the Obi- new, yeah. So Obi-Wan already had Luke. Someone They already passed off Leia. Yeah, to, to Organa there, yeah, the guy on yep. M. What yep. the, was and the planet so that Gro- blew up? So they're saying there was Grogu was a, was a Jedi student. He survived out of all the younglings. He survived, but right. who saved him? And that's Thank you, Yoda. It's got to be that, Yoda. Yeah. And that, wouldn't that be cool yeah. if you see an episode with Yoda in it? Yeah. And bring it back. Because that's all CGI anyway. So you can just bring it from like the right. third prequel movies. But I yeah. still don't understand what that has to do with the freaking book of Boba Fett. And why are we watching it now? Like that's a whole other series. <laughs> well, that's that's the part where you're just like, you know what? It's okay to look past it because everybody loves the Mandalorian. Everybody loves what's going on. Like you just here. called this the Mandalorian. But, or, I, but, but But this is what I think is happening is that. They're trying to build this kind of multi multi universe type, like of like how Marvel is doing it with the Avengers. Like they have, like I said earlier, they have the Ahsoka series coming out. They have Kenobi 
coming out, right? And what yeah, he's but so Kenobi has Jim to be a prequel. No, no, it's a, it's no. his time. Well, he so died in a new hope. hope. He died no, in the. Yeah, you're but right. you're talking about the time before New Hope, Jarvis. Yeah, so you're right. It, it okay. is, so it is a prequel. Yeah, yes. but this these the book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian is in between Return of the Jedi and which, the Force which Awakens. Hayden, which Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader in that Kenobi yeah, series. Could, he's like Adam Driver. I could do yeah, without him. But Jarvis, so if you think about it, on Tatooine where all this is happening with Boba Fett, yeah, Luke Luke Skywalker is a baby right now. Yeah, right. No, Obi- no, it's after Return of the Jedi. Luke just fucked up Jabba the Hutt. Oh, uh, I'm and sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The timelines get, can get confusing. It is like no, I got him straight. I'm not confused. Kenobi. So where no, no, no. where's where's Obi Wan gonna fit into this? And that that Obi Wan's been dead for two se- two no, no, episodes. No, no. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan is a is a it's its own series dating back to before the New Hope, before he before he takes on before he meets Luke Skywalker as an adult. So it's the time where he's on Tatooine from when he gives him away as a baby. So the time, the time between he... Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So, so, so technically, he already passed on the baby to the, his new parents, his uncles. Which, yeah, which, oh, by the so, way, is in, so, which in the which is in the animated series, the Rebels, the Star Wars Rebels, is in that time frame. This is where Ahsoka comes in. Ahsoka's been around since the, the Clone Wars. She's, she's yeah. been around forever. But So but she was the Padawan whole... of... of Anakin. Uh, she was. Anakin. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So I was right about that. Okay. She was a main character in those animated series. Like I know. Like, I remember the, that. The main yeah. character. Yeah, but she was much younger. She wasn't like this tall yes. character. Right. That they have right. She now. was a kid. She was a yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, like that. So like the the every, when they come out with the, all these movies now, you got all these different timelines, and you got to remember like, oh, when did this exactly take place? Like even even <laughs> the Boba Fett slash Mandalorian slash. Yeah. Luke Skywalker series, whatever you want to call it now. This is like five years after uh, I don't of the think Jedi. it's five years. He didn't he wasn't in the pit for five years. No, he wasn't, but he was with the Tuscan Raiders, the desert people for like five years. Oh. He was with them for five years. Yeah. So it, it is it is takes place like five years afterwards. But um, but yeah, it, it's like the whole thing is just. I'm excited about it. it it's I, I, it's confusing, it's, like when you think yeah. about all the different timelines, trying to remember, like, hey, when did this happen exa- exactly? But you but you weren't excited to see R two D two, like when you no. saw yeah. that. You didn't, no, yeah. not stuck. Come on, not really. Talk about nostalgia. That's like, uh, listen, I love the nostalgia. droids. I love R two. I love three PO. I just I, I didn't love it there because I was like, mm, I don't. This doesn't need to be here right now. Just this isn't where. Us. This isn't where I want this to happen because it's this. He didn't add anything. He he literally was just follow me through a jungle of bamboo and then I'm gonna shut off. But that but that what you call them the the space cowboy. <laughs> So, so he he's a big villain in the in the Rebel series. Cad Bane, like he's like the leader of like that whole space. But I'm good with that. That was part of the book of Boba Fett because that was the one little, the only reason the Mandalorian left was to go get the um, Cobb there, the former Mandalorian, and his town. Like you could have done that and skipped the two episodes of the Mandalorian that they put it. Like go right to that, you know, and then. If if he shows up to build the Naboo Starfighter and and um, Fennec drops down and says, I need muscle. And he's like, hold on, I got to do something. Cut that out. Don't show that that started that the whole next episode have him coming back. But then 
have the Mandalorian season start there. And that's where you do this Luke Skywalker shit. Like do it to start the Mandalorian, but get it right back to the book of Bubba Fett. Cause I want to see what happens there instead of just one episode. I, I think we're, I think we're all in agreement there. I mean, it, it is bizarre how they're doing it, but it's, but you know what? At the like end of who's, the day, who's behind the care. Pike syndicate, the spice trade, like they could have done two episodes on showing the bad guys. Like, yeah. show me the bad guys. Build my in. Uh, build this showdown. Where do the hunts come back in? Well, see, uh, well, it's clear the Pikes are going to be part of the whole. Are going to be tied into the Mandalorian yeah. story at some point, right? How do you How do you think the actor feels? The guy that plays uh, Boba Fett. He's <laughs> like what? brilliant. Like, well, He's oh, like, wait a second. Like, you're going to pay me for, for se- You're going to pay me for seven episodes, and I'm only going to work four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and well, most you know, of the time, he he's is, sitting in a bathtub. But you know, the biggest thing, like. He's the actor, right? He's the actor that yep. plays uh, all the clones. Like he's like, yeah. so when they, if they want to come back, like there's a, there's a character in the animated series. It was the, no, captain. not the clones, the stormtroopers. No, he's no, the, no, clone. the clones. Oh yeah. The clones, the clones. Yeah. They're the clones. That's right. Of the rebels. He was the, uh, or maybe it was the, the clone wars. He was clone the, uh, he was the captain of the clones. Like, so his name is Rex. So they're saying, uh, they're, they're talking about, wasn't he him. also Django Fett? He was. Well, he was the he was the the father. The, he was the, like the main guy. He was the clone, the guy that made the clones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the but he was the template. They the used. template. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But like they're they're want to bring in that character, Captain Rex, who is also played by that guy. So I have a feeling that Boba Fett's going to get killed off in this last episode. I think they're going to kill him off. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the end of the the series. That's going to be the end of his story. And they're going to bring that same actor back to play the clone captain, Captain Rex. So that like Asian the girl. Series. So uh, what's her Fennec, name? Fennec. Fennec will, she'll run Jabba's palace. They like could have done all that in one episode of The Mandalorian. Like, yeah. why are we calling this the Book of Boba Fett? It could have been one episode in The Mandalorian season. Oh, just go for the ride, Jarvis. Just go for the ride. <laughs> I'm right. trying to go for the ride. I was I was ready to read the Book of Boba Fett, and I haven't been able to flip the page. Like, I've been <laughs> stuck here trying to. Oh, uh, that's a nice. Uh, All right. Well, I'm yeah, going gonna, gonna like to wrap that. it up here because we've been on this topic for at least almost a half hour. So let's let's. It's a good topic. It. It's a good it topic. It is a great topic. Uh, I know. It's all it's all nerdy, but I love it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went full uh, dork. Dork. <laughs> podcast here with the, with the Star Wars talk. But you see how animated Jarvis gets when when you talk about something he enjoys, he gets his <laughs> dork hat right on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. He's, he's got like a, I thought Spider-Man was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, just all don't right. get him started with the spice trade. If he, if yeah. you talk about the spice trade again, he'll get all <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even take. I just googled it within five minutes. I had the answer what it is. He's like, "Why do they love paprika?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let me Google it." <laughs> like instead of just googling, he's just getting angry. About I didn't it. want to Google. Oh, I want. I wanted to. I wanted it to be part of the ride. All right. Well, I, I'm sorry to be a spoiler on it, but I'm gonna go after I shut this podcast off. I'm gonna watch that Lost One episode. <laughs> So I can have a better understanding why, have to now. why paprika is so important. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> it looks like paprika. Speaking of uh, villains, uh, I want to move on to Belichick, who once again is somehow tied into another controversy in the NFL. And it, it does make him look pretty old and feeble that he sent a text to the wrong person. But – 
the fact that I'm reading things that somehow this has become some type of mastermind behind Belichick because he wanted to get the offensive co- coordinator, Dobel, um, what's his name? Um, Brian Dable. Dable, thank you, to get him out of Buffalo, get him to out of the conference to the NFC, screw over Miami's organization, put them in the tailspin forever. So I'm like, I don't think Belichick is that intelligent. Let's not get a little carried away here, but somehow they, they somehow masterminded this I, I think disruption it's just a, a of the AFC. It's the reputation yeah. that he's built up, and, every, and now the media is just running wild with it. That's all it is. I, I think they're just kind of saying like, oh, this is something Belichick would do because he's like – you know, he's sneaky like that. And it's like, no, you just, no, yeah. just people are being dumb. But I think he looks so stupid sending that text to the wrong, like having a conversation, but he was never that, he was never that tech savvy. You I know, know. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, it's not that like far fetched, right? Yeah. That he did that, right? He doesn't even know, like, he calls Facebook the wrong name and it's just, he, like, he does, does it that on purpose. purpose. Yeah. But you know what? He should be great if Southwest was smart. They should actually make a commercial of that if Belichick just texting and have Flores on the other side and you want to get away because he basically that's a you want to get away moment right there like <laughs> that's oh, pretty funny congratulating the wrong coach for the job but um but the Giants are basically saying that Belichick didn't know what he was talking about like he he might have heard something but we never made our final decision which that's is how bullshit but whatever but it's so easy for them to spin it and say how did all right, so Belichick. Well, it's easy for all of the allegations to be spun away, right? Which is the yeah. whole point of having like the owners in their own little like connected boys club, you know, group that that circle, the inner circle, right? You can explain anything away or at least try to. It doesn't mean it's not true. I think somebody absolutely called Belichick who still loves the Giants and still has connections to the Maras. I think he said, "Hey, let me know when you guys make a decision. They said, we're going to go with Dayball, but we have the Rooney rule. So we got to interview Flores, but we were happy with Dayball. And boom, now you have the controversy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that if nothing was set in stone, there's nothing said that Flores couldn't have gone in there and blown them away. And they were like, you know what? Flores is a better candidate than, uh, than Dayball. But so I, I don't think the Giants are going to get in trouble for this. I think no, I think the, the the big issue is Stephen Ross and the Dolphins. I think that's which is the real... the, which is the most underplayed topic on yeah. the TV. So like, I don't think amazing. there's a racism issue. I don't think the NFL hates black people because there's a lot of them in the NFL. I do think that the owners have a circle of trust that there are these like lineal coaches. And if they give somebody a blessing, then that's who is the next round of hiring. That's who gets these calls. So, like, I just think that it's hard for the coaching tree because a lot of these African-American players go off and do other things. And and who's left? It's the backup. It's the backup QBs. It's, you know, Ken Dorsey. It's who just took over in in, um, Buffalo. It's Kevin O'Connell by the way, drafted by the Patriots, who is now in Minnesota. It's Frank Reich, who is the backup quarterback in Buffalo. All these coaches are backup quarterbacks. For decades, quarterbacks were still the only white guys. Black quarterbacks generally unsuccessful up until recently. And that's just based on history. You have like a handful of them. So 
that's the problem with the NFL. It's it's they're going to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are predominantly white, and that's kind of where the coaching tree is coming from. And it's very hard to break into that circle of trust, which the owners rely on the coaches to cultivate this inner circle of trust. It's not a race. It's not there. Like, and maybe it is. Maybe there is a conspiracy against black people being quarterbacks. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. Whatever. That's not what my. What I'm saying is that it's it's this inner circle of backup quarterbacks that never become popular enough to go off and be Peyton Manning, who has his own marketing enterprise, but they need to stay in football, but they are smart enough to coach, to plan, to game plan and strategize and dissect defenses or dissect offenses. And these are the guys that are becoming coaches. I think the NFL has an issue there, not opening their doors to, to more a broad range of people that could potentially coach. So it's a coaching problem. As far as like like turnover in candidates, they're always turning over the same people or the people that they're bringing in are like spawns of the suck that they once had instead of going completely out of it and pulling in somebody that's not connected to that cyclical thing. Yeah, I I I heard different things like I was I listened to a Jason Whitlock podcast and he thinks the problem goes deeper that it goes back to the collegiate level. He goes, you have a lot of these like qualified, like black athletes that graduate, but that love football, but don't go into like the farm system of coaching where I think it, he called it like a grad program, but it's an, it's an unpaid, like basically thing. And not a lot of these players are going in unpaid. They like, they want to go and make money. Like where you have a lot of these like white guys that tend to just, for whatever reason, I mean, you can discuss that later, uh, or maybe there's some cultural stuff or social economic stuff there, but he had his own theories, which I, I won't say on our podcast. Cause it's a little, I'm not going down that road. Um, but it was interesting. His like, from, like, cause he used to play football. He was just saying that a lot of these guys do the grunt work unpaid for years, like internships, whatever. Right. And they work their way up. So they do, de- they get developed over time. And then that's how you get these like Sean McVeigh's that, you know, basically were, you know, doing coffee runs and, you know, after college and put in their time and eventually get like these entry coordinator positions or like coaching positions. And then all of a sudden they work their way up. There's just not enough. There's not enough robust farm system, I guess, for, um, from his, this is Jason Whitlock's, Whitlock's perspective. So I thought that was an interesting take, but to your point, Jarvis, the good old boy rehiring. That's the problem with the NFL is that sometimes these bad coaches linger forever. And that drives me crazy. Like sometimes we used to, uh, who was that clown in Miami? Dave Wanstead. Like like he was forever. Like you get all these like bad coaches. Yeah, because he had Ricky Williams. Yeah. But it was was saving him. Jason Taylor. But my, we, we all knew he was a bad coach, right? Then you think of like Jim Caldwell. He's in, like, now we're talking about an African American coach. Like, that's their, like, oh, like, there's still Jim Caldwell. Caldwell uh, Hugh, and I'm like, Hugh um, Jackson. Hugh, 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 yeah, Hugh Jackson. Jackson. So, like, you got these names, and I'm like, that's it? Like, that's the farm How about Marvin Lewis? Yeah. And, I mean, I he sucked been, in Cincinnati forever. But again, like these are the names that people are throwing around. Like, oh, we should have these. Guys. I'm like, they were terrible coaches. Why are we gonna bring? But yeah, that's Tony Dungy, awful. But no, that's not good, crazy. Uh, <laughs> I knew but, that would. I knew but, that would get a rise. But you know, what's funny that. is that is that I do. It is odd <laughs> that for black coaches that fail, 
they get very little opportunities for a second chance. But these shitty white coaches get multiple opportunities. And Matt Nagy. Yeah, so I, I can see where there might be like, well, why do they get a second chance? So the NFL's got to figure that one out. Like, why, yeah, why are you bringing in this guy who's failed? Like, like Gase. How many times did Gase have to fail as a head coach oh. before someone said, look, what do I, why do we keep bringing this guy back, right? Um, and I, I, so I think that, you know, like I can see Flores' frustration. But what's, what's weird with this situation is I always thought Flores was going to get a job. Like he did such a good job with Miami. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless he was so he still, he still might him. actually, well, so, so there's, he, he's rebutted that, but he still might actually, he's still a uh, candidate for the Texans job. Okay. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work if he's suing the NFL. Like, if I, I, I don't know either, but so, he's got an, he's got an interview. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's always like those cases. I think we're, I'm trying to remember who was there was a player that was suing the NFL before and he was still he still was playing for a team. I forget it was a safety. I think yeah, I forget exactly what the the story was there, but so it's happened before. But did you guys actually read the text uh between Belichick yeah, and I did. Uh, and Flores? It's it actually kind of funny. Yeah. I actually want to actually read it out loud here because it's it gets hysterical. So so Belichick texted him Sounds like you had landed. Congrats. Flores replies, did you hear something I didn't hear? Belichick. Giants? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Flores, I interview on on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Belichick replies, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. (laughs) Flores replies, coach, you're talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable. Just making sure. Belichick replies, sorry, I fucked this up. I double checked and misread the text. I think I think they are naming Dable. I'm sorry about that, BB. So it's like it's actually kind of funny that Belichick actually screwed this up this bad. Do you want, do you want to get away? Um, <laughs> the fact that but again, I think that's where the Giants can say, yeah, you might have heard for some people on the inside that we're leaning towards Dable, but we never made our decision. I think they're going to, re- I think the giants are going to walk, be able to walk away with this and say, yeah, you know, just cause the it's- bills, you know, Dable said he had a great interview. They really liked him, but we've all been candidates for job interviews where you hear all these great things. And you if, if you ever had a friend referring you, they call you up and say, Hey, the manager loves you. And I've, I've not gotten the job. I remember being like, what happened? I thought I was, you were telling me the manager loved me and you don't get the job. So, I, I don't know. I think I think Flores is he's pissed off, but I don't think it's I don't think it's malicious. Like the Belichick was trying to like be a I don't know. I don't I don't think there was. Some I agree. I don't think the issue is with the I don't think the issue is with the Broncos. I don't think the issue is with the Giants. I think the issue is with the Dolphins. I do like that John Elway was hammered for the interview. That, that, of course that, he was. Like that that cracks me up. I I, I just feel like it's like. Of course he was. I, I, I could picture I could picture him being hammered like but in providence you know what they were doing the night before in providence yeah so to me it's like i'm laughing because i'm like well flores you're assuming that he's not hammered for every job interview how do you know he's not always hammered for these things like who knows he could be just a raging drinker i don't know but i don't know i think i think what you're saying jarvis the miami situation is this is the the bigger scandal if that's true and uh that will be a crap show 
if if they get because if especially with now the NFL tied in with betting, that would be a shit show if they yeah, find out oh, yeah. that yeah, someone's that's paying more than a billion dollars. I mean, that's oh, that's got to be a hundred. I mean, look at every state that has gambling. You know, New York is over ten billion already. New Jersey, ten billion. Pennsylvania, ten. I mean, there's billions. There's probably a hundred billion dollars, if not more, in the country trading over legal uh, legal gambling. And if you have predetermined outcomes, that's now. Now, what's interesting is, and again, this was all in the same episode with the Jason Whitlock podcast. He's like, people are making a big deal about the tanking, but the NBA tanks all the time. We 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 know teams are tanking. That mm-hmm. the, the, that these these teams, these coaches, the organization is purposely losing. So the idea that a coach from Miami or the owner of Miami is telling his coach, "Hey, we don't want to win these games," is something new. He goes, "If that was the case, then why aren't people making a bigger deal about the NBA? Don't act just because it's the NFL." Like he feels it's because it's the NFL. Because in the because in the NBA, it's it's different. In the NBA, you you can't guarantee draft position, right? So the lottery tanking is in the NBA is different. You could tank in the NBA, finish last, and end up with like the tenth overall pick because there's still that there's still that randomized outcome. In the NFL, if you tank, you guarantee your draft slot. And yeah, but but go back. Didn't the NBA have to change the way they did it because teams were tanking and they had to change the way they did their lottery? Wasn't there wasn't there some tweaking of the lottery? Because of the tanking, I remember there was this big. Yeah, but it, it's still a lot. It's still a lottery, right? They they wanted to they wanted to make it harder to get the first round pick, but it was still a lottery. It was. It's just always going to be a, a less of a deal because I mean, so the the scandal with the NBA is that when what's his name was pulling out the 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 envelope, um, it would be frozen. So he'd reach in and feel like the frozen envelope and he'd know who to pull out the winner to get the first overall pick. Like, so that's when they went to the ping pong balls. Okay. Well, I remember one of the commissioners coming down on the teams. If you were caught tanking in the NBA, that there was going to be penalties and fines. Um, yeah, But I think that's something to do with the, the odds of winning the first overall pick. Like they put extra, uh, uh, ping pong balls in the in the whatever I mean whatever it was it was like they they set it up so that it was a little bit more it was harder for the last place team to get the first overall pick yeah in that lottery right. they changed but they it, changed that I forget exactly the mor- how they but did the moral it. of the story is it's not unheard of that teams in the in the organization is purposely tanking. No. so no but but even but, but purposely tanking is is not throwing games and purposely tanking is trading away your top players. And I think what's his name on the morning shows that, right. If you put together a shitty team, but you still try to win, you know, you're not going to win you're tanking, but you're still putting a product that could win on any given game day. Just a matter of effort at that point. So you put out a shitty team that puts out a shitty product. You're not tanking. You're just, not giving yourself a chance to win. It's, Whereas you take a team that should be winning. Yeah, but it's semantics, though. I mean, you know you're tanking. I mean, you're putting out a... Yeah, it's, but it's a lot it's easier. Not, it's not dishonest. But it's a lot easier to get away with it in football than it is in basketball. Like, football, you could just say, like, hey, call this play, and and, and I have the final say, you got to call this play, and you know it's not going to work. Like, you're running on third and long and to, to make sure that you don't get the first down, and you're kind of tanking. How do you do it in basketball? Players are out there. There's five players on the court, and they're like looking to score. 
Like you can't call a play and say, yeah, don't score. They're going to try to score. Whereas in football, it's like you can you could call certain plays that will will adjust that to to kind of mess with the success of the the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could do that in basketball, putting the wrong rotation in. Like you, you know, if you're going to put the your five scrubs, you could, but the it's starters harder. In. It's harder. It's it not is. As, it's it not is. as clear cut. And in football, it's like you could do it. And like heck, I mean, last year, last season, I mean, there was there were times. I know the Patriots weren't trying to tank, but. But there were times where you're you're questioning Josh McDaniels like running on third and long, and you're like, "What are you doing? Why why are we yeah. running the ball on third and like nine or whatever?" It's just like yeah. doesn't make any sense. No, I hear you. I hear you. I I think I mean, the the big scandal of all this is regardless if they're tanking or not tanking, is if money was involved. If there was a financial right. incentive, that's where all sure. the shit will hit the fan. And that and I agree. Like the owner should lose the team. If you start getting to that level where a coach is or an owner is saying, "Hey, I'm going to pay you to lose." You know what? Then you shouldn't own a team. Why now Stephen A. Smith and all these guys think that will change if you have a black ownership and stuff like I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's no, just- see, that's where I draw the line is like, I, look, it does ownership. You know, just have, just because you take a black guy and say he needs to be an owner to make it more equitable, you could still get a corrupt black guy the same way you get a corrupt white guy. Yeah. The, you know, it, it to me, that shit doesn't that that's not what racism is. But the like the Rooney rule is racist. You're interviewing white guys because you want to interview them. You interview a black person because there's a rule that you have to select one person to put in the interview. That's patronizing. Yeah. And so like and that's where Flores's biggest argument, in my eyes anyway, stands for like why I would never want to be called for an interview because I was a I was a quota mark. Like, don't interview me because you have to check off a box. Interview me because I have a chance. Yeah, and that's, and, that, yeah. and that's and that's NFL leadership and the union. Shame on them. That has nothing to do with the owner. Like that that rule is terrible. I think it is. Right. An well, it's the, rule. the it's it's an the owners created the rule. The Rooney's, the Steelers created that rule. That's their rule. That was an yeah, owner's it, thing. But they didn't have to get approved. I thought it had sure. to go. Yeah, so the union has to agree to it. I mean, actually, I don't know. Is there a coaches' union? I don't think there's a coaches' union. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess the union doesn't have to be involved in that. I guess just the, the, no, the that's NFL leadership, like the league, yeah, and so yeah. that's horseshit. Yeah, it's so. it's, it's, it's a terrible league uh, rule, and it's insulting. Right, I I, I I I find it insulting. Like like why would I you agree. drag a poor guy? I mean, I know some of them have said, um, some of the coaches that have gone through that, and they know it's just a, you know, they're just checking the box. But they did say it gives them good experience to get exposure. Do you know what the rule should say? The rule should say that you have to interview at least one candidate who would be a first-time coach. Oh, I like that. You yeah. know what I mean? You ha- you you can't just interview retread candidates. Yeah. You, and and then in that regard, open it up. Like I just did some quick numbers, and and uh, the, the thir- there's 32 teams in the NFL. Obviously, a quarter of them have former quarterbacks as their coach all white yeah all backups i mean there's not a good quarterback that's a coach in like a dominant quarterback none of them are coaching none of them are yeah, how many how many have there been that they're old enough now with a, with enough experience they're all there a lot of them are young ago yeah i mean you are young but you look now there's a lot of black quarterbacks. Well, that's what I'm league, saying. So right? will it matriculate? And, and, will it matriculate oh, yeah. now in ten so. years? Because you're looking at guys who were drafted in the in the 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 twenty aughts or 
or so, like even later and starting their coaching career 2000 and on that are getting head coaching jobs now. So you figure there are black quarterbacks becoming more prominent from 2010 on. So the next decade should be should be the big. So Byron Leftwich is an example of that. He's the Tampa offensive coordinator, and he's actually getting his name out there as a potential head coach. He'd be the first one. Yeah, I think the tide is, I think to your point, I think it is changing. But Um, look at, like, so you got the oldest coach who is a quarterback is Doug Peterson. He played in the 80s. But you have Kevin O'Connell, who was a fourth-round pick by the Patriots. He never played for us. I mean, I don't even know if you remember us drafting him. But Brady never got upset about him being drafted the way he got upset about Garoppolo being drafted. Cliff (laughs) Kingsbury played for the Patriots in 2003, four. He was a Brady's backup for a year hmm. you know frank reich was jim kelly's backup in buffalo all those for those four super bowl losses hmm. uh jim harbaugh played played qb um I, I between the two of them i forget which one he played for but i think he was on the bears and one was on the colts um kyle shanahan not a qb but his dad was a coach so i'm gonna kind of throw him in there yeah. zach T- zach taylor was a qb in the league um you know, and then you got, you know, Mike Vrabel and Ron Rivera, who played linebacker again. I mean, Rivera is Spanish, but so not black. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thing. I will. I, it, I hope it doesn't taint the offseason for us because I this is I'm looking forward to the draft and all the, you know, we got the Super Bowl yeah, coming up. No, so. the, the NFL is so massive now. Yeah, it's, it's such so a much money. It'll year long yeah, thing. It's like, yeah, but we know how the media is. They have their knives out for the NFL. They love to go. The worst thing this. that's going to happen yeah. is they sell the Dolphins. The yeah. worst thing. And the Broncos are already for sale. So what are they going to do? Sue the Broncos and be like, fuck you. The team's for sale. I'm a pain a dime. New ownership's yeah. problem. Yeah. Bron- yeah. You know, so and then John Mara is an institution and their family's not going to get touched. It's only Steven Ross. He's the only one that can go down. Yeah. You're going to go after the Browns with um, Hugh Jackson. No, no. Who's the, the owner? The family's owned that team for a, a billion years, too. Um, yeah. Paul, not Paul Brown. The other Is it Paul Brown? I don't know. No, he owned From the Cleveland, Bengals, right? Yeah. Who owned Cleveland? I thought it was Brown. Is it Paul Brown? Yeah, the Browns. Duh, what a fucking idiot I am. Yeah, but the Browns, Paul Brown. So the Brown family still owns the Browns, just like the Mara family still owns, and they're the original families that own those teams. They're not, nothing's happening to them. It's Steven Ross and the Dolphins that's going to go down. And that's, yeah. if Flores wants to win this lawsuit, that's, that's where he's going to do it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, boys. Well, we're running late, so let's, let's wrap up a couple t- last topics. Sorry, we're going to squeeze these in. Big meat. Royal Rumble, I know you and Jarvis, you guys had a thousand text messages with Wardos. I had to like, <laughs> I had to like shut my phone off because I was like, I'm not. I did I though? I don't. I don't remember having. No, a he didn't. You were like delayed or asleep for that or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah there, there was a thousand text messages regarding the Royal Rumble yeah, going. Yeah, I, and well, I you, think I want to blame Wardos for a lot of it. But all right, but did your prediction come true, Big Meat? Let's wrap this up. Uh, what, what did you think about the Royal it did. Rumble? It did. My prediction did come true. I exactly said what was going to happen. Yeah. Not on the podcast, but on the text. I said that Heyman has been working with Roman Reigns all along, and he's going to help kind of throw that match with with Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns came in, um, interfe- interfered with the match where the referee was knocked out. Uh, Lashley ended up winning the title off of Lesnar, and Lesnar was going to come into the Royal Rumble 
potentially as a as a 30th guy. He came in as a 30th guy and he won the Royal Rumble. And now he's he's already came out and announced Roman Reigns is going to be my guy for WrestleMania in the main event. Exactly how I said it was going to happen. That's exactly what happened. You know, exactly your, what your, happened. Your, your knowledge of fake sports is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> You're so, so, this is, so this is the only reason why you bring this up to, to pick on me. Yeah, Listen, he, that was a, such a I've great a, line. Who's that? Mr. Not, Mr. Roper said that, that right? Mr. Roper. Yeah, screw him too, Mr. Roper. But I, I've had a, a, a good run in 2021 <laughs> with real sports, with real sports. Not so much in 2022, but you know what? If I can have a little piece of credit, for that, for that fake sports <laughs> Royal Rumble, then I will yeah. take it. Uh, I, I was, take it. you I know what? I'm just, I was more excited. About, believe it or not, the the men's Royal Rumble was kind of boring and and, and sucked. Like it, it didn't have that. Like I don't know. I I, I just didn't it was get okay. Last I told you, Royal I had, Rumble was awful. I thought last year's. Yeah, was I had like to go back four. and watch like the the like the '89 Royal Rumble just because I was like, give me something that I was at least had some compelling storyline to it, and and. The women's Royal Rumble had uh, both Royal Rumbles this year had a lot of potential, and I thought they were rushed at times. And then I thought when there were times where it was like lulled and delayed, that they could have filled the time better. It, it just they didn't have good flow. It was like bring in somebody, build it up, knock a bunch of people yeah. out, find a way to get that person out so they can move on to like the next story in yeah, the match. But I, I think that's kind of been going on for a lot of Royal Rumbles, even yeah, but it's been back in the. Back in the late 80s and 90s, like the Royal, like those were kind of like the wrestling was not that good in terms of like in the ring, like what you were seeing. The storylines were great because they were few and far between. There were less wrestlers. Less is more. Right now, it's like sure. there's two shows every week. There's all the oversaturated. Month, yeah. And it's too much. Right. So they got to come up with, you got to keep coming with these creative ideas. But the Royal Rumble was everything. always great to like bridge rant, like rivalries that had no no projected trajectory could all of a sudden just mash yeah. together in the rumble you could bring people together or or make people turn like the best royal rumble i ever saw like and not not overall but like when you saw axe come out at one and smash come out at two back in uh, the 89 rumble and they just started there was no reason for demolition to turn on each other and they didn't turn on each other after that but the two of them started the rumble and just went after each other like that it yeah. just set a tone for the rumble that like oh this is all bets are off and even tag teams will go after each other yeah but they always have moments like that throughout the but World that was rumble, the first right? one and that so so give me something new right try to find an innovative approach to the rumble that yeah, they had jackass in, the, in this year's Royal Rumble. Oh, that was stupid <laughs> And Bad Bunny, come and, on! Yeah, but Bad, Bad Bunny's listen. Was, I'm not I, listen. I don't listen to his music. I think his music is awful. But <laughs> but but he's he's actually pretty good in the ring. Yeah, like, he I wasn't bad. Do you know what he did? What he, he pulled the Ric Flair. He just laid down in the corner and disappeared for like ten entrances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I, I like when Brock Lesnar came in and and f nine him. That was like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, it's, you got to think of it this way, Jarvis. It's entertainment. Like I'm not looking at like I I get bored. I don't watch WWE like I mean I don't watch it as much as as Wardos does it. Like I'll I'll tune in and I'll watch it here and there. I don't care so much about the wrestling. I like it for like the storylines. I like it when right. there's like, I would agree with that. exciting storyline. Like that's what I want to see. I feel like it was too predictable, and I feel like that you know. Y- 
you knew Lesnar was going to come in and you knew nobody could throw him out because the, like the guys they want to build up, they build up in the moment to be untouchable. But then when they're done with them, they make them so dis- like Drew McIntyre was built up to be this like beast. And then all of a sudden yeah. he keeps lo- like they they just put too much stock into how guys lose or they don't put enough stock into how guys lose. Yeah, yeah. But, how they get, you know what I mean? It just But that's a money situation. So they they're looking at it from a merchandising standpoint. Who is making us money? Who is selling the most t-shirts? Who's who's the one that's selling the most like well, uh, uh, action But figures, now you're coming right? off the product, right? Now you're coming off the product. I'm just saying I thought Ronda Rousey should have been the 30th entrant. She's not the best worker in the ring, but she delivers a great pop. And like, I, I, I watch just to see her. I know it's fake. She's not putting anyone in, but she, those, those little soft fake punches. She she's throws awful. like, yeah, it's yeah. awful. She's, it's she's awful. It. It's awful. It. No. However, I want to watch and see her. I want to see her in the Rowdy yeah, Piper thing. Yeah. Like that's it. Right. That that's the whole thing about the entertainment. It's not about the wrestling. Bring her John, in. John Cena was not a great wrestler. He no. was not. But and I don't think his so, character. Oh, I hear no on me. the mic. On the mic, he's pretty good. When he gets on a roll, when he's like, when he's like tooling on somebody in the ring, like he's pretty funny. But it's because he was such a big draw for kids and, and for women, right? That's who came to see him there. And like the merchandise sales were like ridiculous. Like over the last twenty years. That's why they kept putting him over. That's why he became the big star that he was is because he he was relatable to a lot of kids. And that was kind of like the new generation of, of wrestling fans. You you wouldn't let your kids watch the Attitude Era yes, 20 plus years ago. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it was great. It was Jarvis, great. But I, Jarvis is would, but you know the missus would not let him. <laughs> She'd oh, be no. like, veto. veto yeah, but see, the one. thing is, I would put it on and not tell her that I was watching an old episode and just be like, oh, it's Monday Night Raw. This is <laughs> The Rock looks 25 years younger and 400 pounds lighter, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, don't, I, I, I thought they could have done... I thought they could have done a better job putting out what they wanted. Like ultimately the way it ended is it would, it was right. Like Lesnar and Rousey, but I think they could have done more to make them look better because Lesnar has to bury everyone. So brought him in number 30, do the same thing with Rousey, bring her in number 30. The crowd went electric. Instead, they brought in, um, the goth chick there at 30 and she like to bring somebody in at 30 just to eliminate them makes them look like a jobber and they brought, yeah, but they can't do that every Royal Rumble. That's, that's where I disagree with but you. They for a big before. return. No, they've done it. They've done it before. They did it this year with Brock Lesnar. That was like, nobody expected him except for me. Of course, nobody expected him to come back at this year's Royal Rumble. So like for him to come out at 30, yeah, but like, he was oh, already great. back. At least Rousey wasn't back And to bring her in at like 28. What's the point? Bring her in at 29. Then she needed less time in the ring, not more time in the ring. Well, I mean, they brought her at 28 instead of 29. Like it was a long time between then and really the end. Look, I don't look into it as much as you. I don't read into it as much as you do. I look at it and say, oh, she's back. I said, oh, now she's probably going to win it. But she ended up with Charlotte Flair at the end. And I said, oh, maybe Charlotte Flair could pull this off. But no, at the end of Ronda, it was like it was a little bit predictable. That was my yeah. complaint about and it. it was I thought they could. But I like Charlotte Flair in with Rousey because Charlotte Flair can do a whole lot that can carry Rousey. That's why they put her in that triple threat a few years ago. Instead Charlotte of just her is the best wrestler, female wrestler of all time. But they didn't let them wrestle at all. I thought they should have grappled when it was just them two at the end. There could have yeah. been some grappling. There could have been, you know, yeah. they could have. 
I, just, I think just tease, I, tease I, WrestleMania I, a bit. Just tease I, it a bit. I agree. I agree. But I, I, I just think Ronda Rousey, she left on bad terms a few years ago. Like she was not, she was not happy with like how the fans treated her. She didn't have a good experience. It was a little bit of a surprise that she came back. I kind of, I knew she was coming back because of the rumors, but she's not good. She's not putting in the work. She's not putting in the, she's not giving effort to make no. it, uh, you know, like to have herself look good in the ring. She's just there because of her name. Like just put her in the ring and she's just, she could just stand there and let the crowd cheer. And that's it. She's not putting in the work. That, but that's, that's the buildup, right? If she got in the ring and she just threw the submission holds on people and took like the Bret Hart technical approach, like she'd be fine. She'd be fine, but they want to make her like the female Brock Lesnar who can just throw these haymakers and she's throwing these soft jabs. That wasn't even her style in UFC. She got knocked out every time she tried to do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's she's. I mean, she's just she's just the name. It's just the name right now. That's just drop. But they could do more because I love the Rowdy Piper connection. I just I love it all about her. I just hate her product. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There you go, right. Azar. Until until the next uh, until the WrestleMania. Now you know what? In a couple of weeks, Azar, we, we could we could talk about the Elimination Chamber. That's another one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, Elimination I, I, Chamber. I, I haven't like, got into that one. yet. I haven't got into some of these. Off so they've already announced the six. They've already announced the I know, six it's guys. Lesnar. It's Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, who's yeah. who, and, and it's up for the title. Whoever wins the chamber wins the title. Oh, so good. it's those two. It's AJ Styles, who's phenomenal in the ring. Yeah, he's good. Um, it's um, uh, uh, who the hell is Seth Rollins, who's like one of the best guys I've met him, by the way. He's, you know, like unbelievable. Um, and who's the oh, other guy? There was one Omos. other guy. That, no, no, not him. Um, Riddle? Orton? Riddle, Riddle, Riddle. And he's like, he's one Riddle of was the, supposed the, to win the, the Rumble. Riddle is great. R- Riddle wrestles barefoot, which is like I still can't believe how you know how the hell could you wrestle barefoot? I don't know. Uh, he was he was an MMA fighter as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I, oh. I gotta say, if there were ladies on this podcast, these are some eligible batches here. <laughs> they love their fantasy, they love their wrestling, and they love their Star listen, Wars. listen, listen. If you th- if you Azar, if you talk about Star Wars and Marvel, you can't knock on wrestling. You can't like if you seriously we're talking about that. Like I know. Listen, I, I, I'm just thinking. All, la- laser beams and hyperspeed. Yeah. Laser beams <laughs> in the force and and hyperdrives <laughs> and quantum <laughs> physicists. I know. No, if you I, want we're to talking about body slams and. I'm just gonna Come say, on, uh, if if we were single, we'd be very lonely men right now. <laughs> but you know what, though, we're old men. We're married. All of us have kids. Like it doesn't matter. Let's all does go not matter. Let's That's all, it. Let's go. Let's go full on dork mode. Comic Con, baby, here I come. <laughs> yeah, we are full dork mode. This all is right. nothing. This is nothing I would talk about like earlier in my years. <laughs> no. but, but now I'm like, yeah, whatever. Younger care. me would have knocked older me out. Yeah. <laughs> you loser. <laughs> oh weird. All right. I just because this is gonna be this is a long podcast. So this should make oh, oh we just get it started, Azar. No, oh, no, I'm wrapping this up. I'm killing this right now. <laughs> I'm gonna choke choke the chicken right now for you guys here. <laughs> Jarvis, I'm gonna let you go into your Olympic talk. I'm gonna give you two minutes. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Oh, well, now that it. we are on to the Olympics, I gotta tell you. 
First okay. of all, you, you have to watch the Olympics. And if you don't understand why, it's because all the shit that we just went off about, about the Belichick thing and, and the scandals. This is the, the Olympics committee aside. You, when you have these athletes competing, it is finally the most pure competition. It's the most pure, true level of competition. And the sports are stuff that you don't normally see. If you don't lo- like it's, you watch the four big sports in soccer, five, whatever. But like there are some ridiculous sports, but broaden yourself. Like look at these athletes, look at what they go through, find their stories, root for America. It's it's with all the shitty politics news out there with all the who's on this side of the vaccine, who's on that side of the vaccine, this side of the stock market, that side of the stock market, Democrat, Republican. This is the time we get to block it all out and you get to hear people competing for the flag and the national anthem. And it, if it doesn't make, if, if, if you're looking for a reason to just feel good about being an American, like watch the Olympics, just watch the Olympics. There's no money involved for these people up front, right? They're not on contract. Yes. They're 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 trying to earn endorsements, but, but they don't have to take games off because they're on maintenance breaks to save them for the player. Like this is it. It's one and done. And if they screw up today, they have four years to maybe get back on. It's just, it's the best. It's the best form of competition. And I like watching the different sports. I can watch curling. I can watch, you know, any of the skiing. You just, just, just watch something different. Get out of your little freaking bubble and just enjoy the Olympics. Just enjoy America. It's, it's better than, it's better than watching the freaking Nets and the Celtics. I'll tell you that. Stay focused, Jarvis. Stay focused. No, you're trying to read your text and you're like being an asshole. Yes, curling. Yes, curling. Curling. Figure. You know what? Figure skating. I'm even going to watch figure skating because why not? And that's it. You can watch figure skating. You can watch luge. I mean, these people are going down 100 miles an hour on their fucking heads. It's awesome. I mean, you get a wipe out here and there. The the women's hockey team, they their 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 star player just broke her leg and you you watched it happen against Finland and you could just you could hear her screaming off the ice because it's a different sound than like a guy screaming. I mean it was it was crazy. I was watching it this morning, the game was on and this this Finnish girl just took her leg right out. USA came back two goals right away. They won five two, and you were like, they rallied around this this her. She came back out into the into the into the box on her crutches, like she was like screw Chinese hospitals. I'm going back to the rink, and you just you see these people persevere and sacrifice in a way that you don't see in professional sports. These people fight through injury because it's their only opportunity. You get to hear their stories. They're they're closer to normal people than these rich billionaire athletes. And I, you know what? Just it's the but, one time you get to watch it and be an American and forget about that other bullshit and root for America. I like so I, I I get all that. And and that's one of the reasons why I love the summer Olympics, because I like a lot of the events there, but I'm not a big fan of the winter Olympics. I just don't like the I don't like the events. Like I'm not a I'm not a fan of like okay, figure uh, the speed skating is is not bad because you get a little bit of speed, right? It's a little bit of more of a fast paced race, which I, I kind of like. Skiing, fast it, speed, it just yes, a, yes, that, that... Fa- fast paced <laughs> speed, whatever. I'm trying to <laughs> try to use my words wisely, 
But the, the, the skiing, it's just the a guy skiing just go fast. They brought in the X game stuff. They have the slope style, which is when you ski and do all the tricks and shit. And they have the snowboarding. They have the half pipe. Like they're trying to get, and that's fine. I understand that, but Luge, I'm just not into it. Luge, Bob said skeleton. Okay, yeah, but the luge, I could say, okay, because they, they, you said like they're going fast, fast, fast speed, as I said, is our <laughs> fast speed or whatever. That's all I said. But I get, but doesn't it all look the same? No, it's just like it's just consistent, like one after another. Just seeing what's the, the difference about a bunch of eight people running in a circle? What you talking about track and field? No, no I'm talking about track. A, eight people are running in a circle. It all looks the same. You get excited about yeah, the speed. But, yeah, but there's a guy running. I think with a guy with a helmet on, you don't even see what he looks like. He's in a little <laughs> tube and he's going down a little slide, and you're like, it, it looks exactly what I just saw from the last luge race, and then the, the one before that, and the one before that. To me, I just don't find that very interesting. You gotta watch like, the what, times, what are though. They, huh? You gotta watch for the times. I mean, you're talking. They'll. They'll. It's the same thing if you're watching. Any of those, any of the longer distance events and running where they separate, it's just a matter of that they have to go one at a time down the track. This is the first time in 20 years the Jamaican they, bobsled well, team I, is back. I, you know what? Maybe, oh, Jesus, is this like a cool running? <laughs> yes, we're, we're, they're we're back. They qualified. Back. So I, I don't know enough about the luge, right? So, like, once they're in the tube, that's bobsled. It, the bobsled is in the tube. Luge, oh. luge, oh, they're laying down. Oh, so, okay. luge is on the well, sled. And, way, and on their back, skeleton is when they're on the same sled going head first. Okay, either either one, skeleton, luge, bobsled, whatever it is. Once you're on those things, right? Once you're on the sled or you're in the tube or whatever, can you control your speed from there? Like once you're on it, like there's nothing you could do to like. <sighs> no, they're brakes. So they have they have brakes and and they have like a left brake and a right brake, and so it'll basically help you take a turn and the better you'd like. So if you hit the turn the right way or in the right groove, you'll gain speed or you'll mm -hmm. lose speed or you'll lose stability. All right. Okay. So yeah. it's more yeah. like, it's more like rowing. So, so it has nothing to do with athletic ability. No, it does at the top. <laughs> once you're, once you're, no, down, it, once you're going down the slide, no, you know, it's the, it's the, the start the slide, like at like fun world, yeah. you're going down the slide. Like you could slow yourself down. Do you know what I think bit, you need to right? do? So, so a, it's all on the start, right? So it's how much power you get off the start, how it, how quickly you can seamlessly get into the bobsled, and then you got to stay tight. And then you have the driver who has to actually hit the right points down the track in order to maintain the proper speed. So you have the like your own weight adds to the speed or the resistance. Yeah, your position yeah. And all that. But what you got to do is, and I hate to say this because I don't like injuries on people, just YouTube um, skeleton luge bobsled crashes. Oh, well, you know what? I want to watch every race. Listen, every race. Listen, I'm like, I'm like, uh, that's where it comes with like NASCAR races with me. Like, I don't like to watch the NASCAR races, but if you're going to tell me there's going to be a crash, like I'm watching it. So I'm willing to watch it. If there's going to be a crash, if you can guarantee me that somebody's going to like, you know, fall off that thing and like going, how fast are they going down that thing? Like the luge, like hundred oh, oh it's fast hour. it is fast i mean you when you think about you go sledding 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 you probably go like 25 maybe 20 25 miles an hour mm -hmm. on a sled these they're going like nine like they're going highway speed oh yeah 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 so like that would be interesting i'm not saying that i don't 
I don't like it. I, I don't hate it, right? I mean, if it's on, maybe I'll watch it, but I'm not tuned in. I'm not looking at my schedule being like, oh, when's this event like I do with the Summer Olympics? That's kind of how I how I treat the, uh, the winter. Because I can't think of one event. Maybe, maybe US, maybe hockey, maybe hockey, maybe I might look into that. But other than that, there's not one event where I'm looking forward to to say, hey, like I know Sean White, he's a big Winter Olympics uh, um, snowboarder. He does the, uh, the snowboarder, right? I mean, I'm surprised he actually came back. I thought he retired like forever. He did. Ago, he's, he's, he's old now. Yeah. So, like, I think he's a big name, right? Maybe I'll, I, I, so, if he's so on, that's, I'll, I'll yeah. watch him. But And I think the Olympics adding all that shit has watered down like the X games being the, so there's, I think there's a lot, there's a lot more people in it. So now that it's not that like same hype around the one person or so, but there are, so the, the big storyline this year is there's a, an American girl, her name's Eileen goo. Last name is G U. Mm. She's sponsored by Louis Vuitton. She's a Victoria's secret model. She got a perfect score on her SATs. She's accepted to Stanford. And last week she announced that she was going to ski for China because her mother was Chinese and Mm. she's a favorite for three Olympic gold medals in slope style, which is like the trick skiing. So there's all this controversy and she suddenly pops up with 20 sponsorships for Chinese companies at two and a half million dollars a whack. So she's just made 50, you know, $50 million essentially in, in various sponsorships. No, I love it. I love like, like the whole, like, Google her, Eileen Goo. She's a smoke, an absolute rocket. And yeah. now she just basically she just pulled like the the Cold War turn of the century. Like she went to China. She left America to go to China and is a favorite to win all the gold medals. Like if that's not a reason to watch and root for a protagonist, I don't or an antagonist. I don't know what is. Right, right. No, but I do I I do agree with you where where you're you're rooting for these basically a lot of them are kids kids that are 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 like they don't have a future in in professional sports where they're going to be make millions of dollars like this is it for them like this yeah. is like the big this is their big moment in their entire life and i do like that i do, i love that part of the olympics that that is a that is a, a fun part of it so i agree with you there so i want you to just do this on your own time go google the uh, 2010 Winter Olympic luge, and you'll see what I mean when you get there. But there was a Georgian luger who was going down on the luge, hit the rail, hit the rail too high, went up, and and off the edge of the off the edge of the track, they had these metal beam columns holding it in place. And when he went up, he hit he hit the space between halfway and kissed the steel beam with his head and exploded. It was I was I watched it happen, and, and I, maybe that's why. Because like I saw the, t- the it was like the like beam exploded cap- or his head no, exploded. No, his head exploded. He oh exploded. God. He exploded. No. I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I gotta watch this. Hold on. It it's, was like a yard sale. He went up and it was just boom. I was here? like, oh my god, 2010. So it's not bloody. Like he didn't actually rip in half. But uh. you just he went up and like it was an arm this way, it was a leg that way, and I mean he died. It was awful. But he just. Boom! And you just his body went everywhere, and it was I, ever since then. I was like, "Oh my god, this is a legitimate thing." I mean, you got to watch every single. Uh, I don't even care what country's going down. I'm watching just to see what kind of explosion happens on the way down, because it's not like they fall off. They fall off at a hundred miles an hour, and 
could cut their arm off with the blade of one of those things. I mean, it's wild. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it was I, uh, a, I'm going to check it? it out. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. And that's all. So Azar, thank you for giving me the time. Go USA. Just, I think he shut that? his lights <laughs> off on us. He's actually ended the <laughs> broadcast a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, Azar, no. you know, you're more than welcome to log off like that one time on that podcast and just let me I, Jarvis I, just talk. I, I want to keep this within a reasonable amount of time, but you know, no, I, you know I, I, I gave you the oh, time. I gave you the oh, time. Wait a minute. We've had some short podcasts lately. Like, I think we're due for a long podcast. I think we, we keep it going for another half hour. I think we 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 come up with some good topics. We don't have we we can talk about whatever you want, Azar. Do you see Ghostbusters should... Afterlife? Anybody see I Ghostbusters yet? Seen it. I did. Come I on. Not seen it. I did. Not yet. I have not so yet. much to say about this. It's, it was great. It was great. I thought it was well done. What? You didn't like it? No. Oh come on! I thought the story was very creative. No, I thought it was one giant. Don't spoil anything because I haven't seen it. Okay, everything you talked about Marvel doing over the course of like 15 movies, 20 TV series, trying to blend all like I feel like Ghostbusters just said, all right, what's every detail that we can take from the original movies and connect it to make one giant connecting like I thought it was just a bit much. It was like every little thing. From from the original movies, <laughs> tying into this ridiculous story. In- I I don't I I think you're way off. I thought they they actually made it make more sense. Like the, the it was a continuation of, of the original of the originals. Like it wasn't like that spin off what they did with the uh, Melissa McCarthy and the crew. Like this was an uh, it, it was it was a creative story that built. I mean, again, like how old was the movie? I mean, we're talking about decades ago was the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the fact that they followed through, like that now they have one of the children of the, I'm not going to spoil it for John, but one of the children of the Ghostbusters. And it gave a storyline what happened to them. After right, Maybe like, I was just upset by the ending. I thought the ending was ridiculous. Well, the ending, I think that was just a tribute. Let's bring, are you talking about like how they brought people back? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that was just uh, as a tribute to it. But I, I thought the story was good. I thought it was creative because it tied in a lot of the things to like help you understand why. I say again, without ruining it for John, like I liked, I liked how they tied in the story to the original, like the true original. You're talking about all the stuff in the cave. The cave, yeah, exactly. All right, so like, I, that, I, like, I, that character. At least it explained it all, right? There was a lot of explanation to it, and it, it did give you some context. I didn't like that. Okay, so I didn't like this version of that character, the bad guy. Like, I didn't think that that they recreated it well. I wanted no. the same voice, and we didn't get the same voice. Like, that was the no. whole thing. They should have done something different. They didn't have to make that person, because that person, see, again, we'll have to talk about it, can, Jarvis. Can, I, can I just ask, let me just ask one thing. Is is Rick Moranis in it? No. Oh, no. What the hell? Yeah. I, when is that guy going to come back it, and play in some? The whole the, the whole storyline. His whole storyline is recreated. Oh, all right. Now, now I already hate it, and I haven't <laughs> even watched it. No, yeah, it's you'll like Paul. It. Rudd, actually, Paul Rudd is Rick Moranis. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, yes, he it, is. To a T. He's not a nerdy accountant, but he's 
the same story. He, yeah, he's but the not same story. Be, he's not meant to like replace Rick Moranis. He just no, happens to be the same. That, that's it, that character that plays that guy. I don't know. Rick Moranis in those. No, you got to see it. Like, I'm, I'm where, no, no, no. He, no. He's way off, John. John. I'm not. I'm not way off. I'm trying to not give him a spoiler. I just yeah. know from the trailer, like he doesn't come off as like that Rick Moranis. It's guy. not the Rick same Moranis character. Like, oh, he's the guy. same. It's the same role. It's different. You, you I'm gotta, not saying gotta, the same thing. You got to watch it, John. It's it's you got to watch it because we'll, okay, no, we'll right. spoil it. But I didn't like the ending, and I did because I thought it was I thought it was a forced tribute in a way, and like like the whole I don't know at that point when when all I, I yeah I don't want to spoil it, but I just thought I thought the whole movie was written around making that ending, and and yeah. I just at that point I was but, like, Meh. but you but you understand why they did it. It was a goodbye to their friend. Uh, I, right. So I'm not mad about it. I just yeah. I thought it, I thought the story could have been less ridiculous. Yeah. But if you think about. Like the merit behind it, it, it does make sense why they did it that way. I mean, but again, I give it I give it an A for creativity. Was the acting great? No, no. I mean, it was nothing like that, but it was fun. It was a fun movie. It was creative. It answered some of the stuff to the original. Uh, I, I'm, gonna base, I'm gonna base this because Jarvis is a tough critic. He's a tough critic. So, so I know how he thinks, right? So, because he's he's seen some things that I've seen some things at the same time where I'm like, hey, I thought that was pretty good, and Jarvis kind of nitpicks a little bit, little yeah. bit on things. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Azar here, and I'm gonna just say I'm gonna watch it. Make my own decision and and then so come back to you. I'll, I'll leave it at the. I'll leave it I'll, I'll, for my final cute. thought on it. It's it, cute for the fact it did not. You have a movie that obviously you can't have the star characters in it that made the first Ghostbusters great. We can't use Dan Aykroyd and those key characters, right? Yeah, they basically made a movie that was creative without them, but it tied them in in a way, like it, it like it continued their legacy of the story in a way that brought back things from that movie. Because again, it, it can only go so far when you're not actually, the movie's not a, like, it's not um, focusing on those star characters, like those original characters. You, it has nothing to do with the original characters. They're no, just more of like cameos, but, no. the, but the story is relevant to them. Yes. Like that. I, so Azar, to that point, you know what I feel like they did? I feel like they watched the original movie and they took notes of every like ref, reference point they could make. And then they wrote a movie around meeting all of those reference points. Yeah, but that's, but think about what made, what people loved about the Mandalorian things. Like when we first started watching it, the fact that they kept it. It's original, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah but, but, it, but it wove it in in such a creative way that it was like subtle. I feel like this was in your face. But nostalgia. Again, but that's my original point that I was mentioning to John. When, they, when you have a series, you can introduce things slowly, right? It, oh, that's a good point. Spin. When you only have two and a half hours, I feel like those are the things that they, they force things in and cram things in where you're like, oh, did you have to cram it that way? But they only have two and a half hours. If this was like a TV show on Netflix, which they could have, this is it wasn't like a this wasn't movie quality story. I could have said I could see six, seven episodes on Netflix. They could have dragged it out, and you would have been well, like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Yeah, but into the- I think this would have been be better honest, as a though. series. They yeah. could have done a better job with Ghostbusters. It, it's almost, John, you know what? It's 
it, it's got a Stranger Things feel about it. It's got a Stranger Well, yeah, that was one of the kids that plays in Stranger Things. Exactly, too, yeah, right? but... So I, but I, I think... Um, well, I never saw Stranger Things, and I could imagine that that has what? a Stranger Things feel. You've never watched Stranger Things? Well, you never watched Game of Thrones, so you're you're on an island there, yeah. Travis. Like, you know, I don't know. You're like, you're, like, re- you're like Roper when he hasn't watched... Do you know Game what it is? Jones, I can't go back like, and watch like, something. I, I can't hell? start something that has multiple seasons. Well, the first season is the best season. If you watch that, you'll love it. It ties into... It'll make you feel like it's the great. It, it brings you back to the eighties. That's what made that one. Oh special. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Game of Thrones. No, like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Stranger, yeah, Stranger Things. Stranger, Stranger Things. The first season was the best. If yes. you don't watch the rest, you're okay. But the first season is. Great. Is that a zombie movie? TV no. show? No, no, not really. No. Okay. As long as no. it's not a zombie show, I can't deal with that. No, no, no. You hate the zombie shows. Yeah. yeah so I, I, so I, dumb. So I dumb. Hate, I hate zombies too. I'm I'm with you on there. I like the zombie shows. I don't know. Like I'm no. not. I disagree with you guys there. I like the like if it's done well, it's yeah. like The Walking Dead. The first couple seasons were great, and then it just got like it was it got bad. But I don't know. Maybe I just watched Zombieland, and that ruined it for me. Oh, Zombieland was that was that what it was the, good? It was Bill Murray and Woody. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, Woody Harrelson. That was good. Yeah, that was good. But I don't want to watch. Like I've seen it all though. Yeah, but I've seen it Shaun all. What am I going to watch dead. now? No, okay. I'm done. I saw Zombieland. That was good. I'm done. I don't Army need to of the Dead with it. Batista. You didn't why? You, you know, oh, I, I'm I I'm not recommended that a couple of years back. Listen, I'm you loyal still to the, ever watch that. Shame I'm, on you. I'm loyal to The Rock. I will not Shame watch Batista. <laughs> <laughs> Same one. Yeah. You. All right, boys. Well, the Rock was in that role, though. You would watch it. I yeah, I would. That's 100. percent All right, we hit two hours, boys. We hit yeah, winner. We're not at two hours. We're at an hour and twenty minutes. No way we're at. We started at 8.45. And it's 10.45. Wow. I hope that's on the <laughs> podcast. It, it's... No, wait a minute. What? No, wait a minute. We did not start don't, at 8.45. Don't edit that out. Like nine. <laughs> don't edit that out. <laughs> wait a minute. I was thinking about nine. No, we didn't start till like at least nine. Don't edit that out. I, I'm sorry. So we're at an hour and 45 minutes. Is that what you're telling me? Please, no, we're going, please we're going, don't edit that. We're going five hours. Marketing hours. Well, I've been, I've been, uh, I got to wrap it up because I'm. I'm uh, gonna- you know what? I just try to just tease Azar because I know he wants to wrap it up, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing. You it. are, you are, but I you know what? Because you guys. Because you guys, guys got like the raccoon that's like, oh, when's the next podcast? Like we're waiting. It's like, let's do a long one so so that he has enough content to listen to. Yeah, and you I, get I, guys I, like Antifa. They're like, oh, they're not gonna do another podcast. Like, you know what? Screw you. We are doing a podcast, and it's two hours long. Screw it. It's three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to bed. No, yeah, I'm all, oh, I'm all Jesus. You know yeah. what? Whatever. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it by myself. You guys log <laughs> off and I'll, I'll keep it going. <laughs> oh, God. All oh, right. It's fun to be back. Yeah, it is. Good to have you back, Jarvis. Nice long podcast. All right. Yeah. Any closing? I, I'm afraid to ask. Any closing thoughts, Big Meat? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have any closing. No, right. I don't have closing thoughts because I'm going to keep going for another half hour when you have to guys log on. I will give you my closing thoughts in a half hour when I'm done. I can't wait to listen. I'm going to go right to the end. Uh, no, that was my closing thoughts on the Olympics. All right. I love it. All right, boys. I'm All right, gents. Have a good night. 
can stay going. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're, 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 we need theme music. We got to do this. We got to have another one uh, within the next because we didn't even talk about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is next week. We got to have go one before Bengals. the Super Bowl. Yes. Let's go. Let's have another podcast before the end of next week and uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Let's go, go. Bengals. Like You'll get our picks. Go picks next week. I'm on I'm Team Pickle Bengal. I am. I'm with you, Jarvis. All right. Oh, there's my dog. Oh, that was the alarm. It's <laughs> time to wrap it up. All right. As always. We'll follow you guys. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and until next time. Thank you for making it a long night, Jarvis. Yeah, right. Asa, you didn't get any names wrong. I was fantastic. He yeah. did good. He did I try, good. I do my best. All right, boys, let's wrap it up. All right, bye bye. Right, have a good night. See ya. Uh... <laughs>